Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we're we're diving into the Christmas season. It's this, the Christmas time. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We're gonna t- we're taking a little bit of a break from sort of like our our, our normal traditional sort of, yeah, yeah yeah the the regular like you know rom coms and things that we've been covering and we're you know for the next couple of weeks for this holiday season we're going to stick with Christmas romance movies Woo-hoo! yay and the first one the first one we're talking about is one I would say that this movie was sort of a cornerstone of our friendship. I remember when you told me <laughs> you had seen this movie. I had never met another soul besides myself I, and my mother. I know. And my sister and my grandmother who had seen this I, movie. I know. Like, I know nobody outside my family other than you who had seen it. Yeah. Until college. And that movie we're talking about is, it, it was a uh, made-for-TV movie called Borrowed Hearts. Borrowed Hearts was originally aired November 3rd, 1996. Thir- November 30th. Sorry, I have 30 written. Because it, it aired on my birthday. Have 30 written. Didn't say it. <laughs> so yeah, it's written. It was uh, first published November thirtieth. First 19- aired. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it came out. Okay, it was a thing. It was on TV. It was on CBS in nineteen ninety seven. It starred Roma Downey, Eric McCormick, Hector Elizondo, and Sarah Rosen Fruitman. Yes, she played the little girl Zoe. Yes, and it was written by Paula and Eric Wallace, mm-hmm. directed by Ted Kotcheff. Now, just to give you some like background, Paula. Uh, and Eric, uh, I don't know if it's, it's her father or her husband. I think father, maybe, based on everything else he's written. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also did the story for the movie Witness, which was in the 90s with yeah. Harrison Ford. Ford. Uh, Eric wrote a lot of Gunsmoke, How the West Was Won. Like, that's the yeah. that's the big stuff that's that he the, was known his for. kind of era, yeah. But now the director, Ted Kotcheff, yeah. yeah, he did the original 1977 Fun with Dick and Jane. First Blood, the Stallone movie, and Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> we we were talking about this off mic, and like I think your your sister laughed at me because you were reading some of this off to me, like before we started watching the movie. And I was like, oh wow, there's more quality to this than I imagined. Yeah, I mean, and this 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 director also executive produced Law and Order SVU from '99 to 2012. Good lord! Yeah, '99 to 2000, he was co executive producer, yeah. and then sole executive producer from. 2001 to 2012. Like, that's crazy. Achimachi. That's like an entire lifetime. Yeah, but that, so that's like yeah, where this like movie and, comes And from. obviously, I, people nowadays might not be as familiar with her, but if you're like our age and older, you know Roma Downey from Touch by an Angel. Yeah. And, everybody and, knows Eric McCormick. And everybody knows Eric McCormick because of Will and Grace. This was a year before Will and Grace yes. came to fruition, came to being. So that's like... Thinking about that, like where that comes from, like it's so weird. If you haven't seen this movie, what it's about, it has it has all of our favorite tropes. It's it's mm-hmm. all the things we love, and it's um, Kathleen's a hardworking single mother who's saving to buy a house for herself and her daughter Zoe. Sam's a businessman who has to close a deal with the mysterious Javier Del Campo. Sam owns the company where Kathleen works, and then manages to convince her to help him out. By, by which we mean fake married because his dick for brains lawyer and friend and whatever else he is Co- in the company. Yeah, his, he's like the company lawyer essentially. Yeah, kind of. Dave, Dave Herbert to close Dave's a pig to close the deal with El Campo. He had the quote is Dave had to polish Sam's image yeah. because uh Sam's a playboy. Yeah, Sam, yeah, he's he's a bit of a playboy and because because Del Campo is looking for a 
solid family man with old-fashioned values. Yeah. So, so, so he Dave, invented, Dave tell, yeah, Dave tells Del Campo that, that yeah. Sam has a wife and child. A wife and son. He's such an idiot. Yeah. Tells him he has a wife and son. So, so because of that, Zoe and Kathleen, which is the little girl and her mother, mm-hmm. wind up coming into this house and bringing life into it. Oh, yeah. In a lot of ways. <laughs> it's like, but, I love the line. It's like, it doesn't look like a family lives here. It doesn't even look like you live here. Yeah. Forgive me for saying this. Like, she's very... That's the other thing. Roma Downey, like, the big thing at this point that everyone would have known her for was Touched by an Angel. Mm-hmm. She, that show ran forever. So long. And it was, I mean, a lot of people really loved it. I think I watched it with my family a lot. I probably liked it growing up. I don't think it would fly as well for me now. <laughs> fly. Didn't even mean that, but it's funny. Oh, honey. <laughs> I'll take the accidental puns. <laughs> but, I mean, it, there was a lot of stuff in it that, that I really enjoyed. There was a lot of actors in it. Della Reese, John Dye, who has passed away since the... They've, they've both passed away mm-hmm. since then. Yes. Uh, the thing that I remember most was that in one episode, we had both Charlotte Church and NSYNC. See, what I remember is going to be weird. Joe McGraney uh, oh, was on yeah. it. And there was a whole spinoff oh, yeah, show I called Promised Land. Yes. I love Gerald McCraney. And Gerald I, McCraney is awesome. Also, his mother on that show was played by uh, Celeste uh, Holmes, I think. I know is the name. name. Uh, she was on High Society, which is one of my favorite movies. She's right. the, she's the, um, the Frank Sinatra's love interest. Yeah. Which that movie is, we'll talk about that movie someday. Yeah, yeah, it's on our but list. point being, like, I watched that show and loved yeah. it for those people. But yeah, so so that's what she was really known for. So she actually does some really fun stuff in here that wasn't very angel-y. I mean, nowadays, all she and her husband do is produce, like, Bible yeah. shows and, and things like that. I mean, yeah. they, they produced the Bible. Yeah. They, they just came out, or not just came out, but came out a few years ago. Um, they, they, yeah. They, they, that's what she, she's they, married to, um, oh, what is his name? Oh, my you word. You would know, not me. Big, big high muckety-muck thing. Hang on, let me, I have to look this up, just... Well, I mean, but he, but Mark Burnett I, is her husband. Yeah, Mark I know. Burnett, who did like Survivor. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, like okay. he he has done. Uh, I mean, he he's won twelve Emmy awards just himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, six People's Choice Awards, seven Critics Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah, he's so yeah, he has produced and created so much. Mm-hmm. And then he and his wife have teamed up and done a lot of stuff like the Bible and AD and and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And that's that's cool, but like it just seems so weird to put that into like the ninety seven, like none of that had happened. Oh yeah. She's Angel from Touched by an Angel and I mean Stinkin' Aaron McCormick wasn't anything yet. Like Not he'd if, done a few little things, I like, think. Yeah, but, I think like, he was made like if he was known for anything, it was mainly like like Canadian work. Yeah, he did because he was yeah, a Canadian he, actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean what since he is. His, yeah. <laughs> since then he has obviously since Will and Grace he like that that kind of catapulted him into yeah. fame, but then he did like the show. I think it was Perception was what it was called on yeah, TNT. On TNT, I um, love the show Travelers, the sci-fi mm-hmm. show he does on Netflix. Yeah, that he somehow is able to do while yeah. doing Will well, and Grace and like, and like that. And he's done um like he did some Broadway work too. Yeah, like, he's, he's done, done so much stuff. since then. It's kind of and funny. This is gonna this is sound really really stupid because I'm talking about a made for TV movie from 1997, but because. Like, Will and Grace, it is, like, a, it is a, like, paint-by-numbers sitcom in many ways. Yes. You know, like, there there's hijinks and shenanigans mm-hmm. and, like, everybody's, like, you know, turned up to 11 
And, and, and for when, when it came it, out, it was very revolutionary for a lot of yeah, the and, did, and I'm, I'm but, not downplaying that. Uh, yeah, but in many respects, it is you yeah, know, like it's a sitcom. Yeah, it's it's a sitcom. It's like with this movie, like there are times I'm like. He's got the drama. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Travelers, yeah. like, I'm just going to throw my, my like... Yeah. Because I'm never going to talk about a couple from this, so I don't know if I'll ever get to talk about the show. Mm-hmm. Travelers is amazing. Like, I am a huge sci-fi fan. Yes, you are. And what Travelers is about, it sounds super weird when you just explain it, but basically people from the future are sent back in time, but not in their own bodies. The only way to do that is to send them back to people that are about to die, and they take over those people's lives. Uh, Eric McCormick's character gets sent back to a man in a loving marriage who's an FBI agent, and he was almost killed on the job. Uh, the kid would have been killed on the job, but Eric McCormick shows up, prevents the death, all that kind of stuff. And from there, they're trying to save the future. But they've also got to stay in their lane, as it were. They have to yeah. keep living their lives. It's time travel rules, yeah. Yeah, but he was also romantically involved with one of the other members of his thing, but he winds yeah. up falling in love with the wife. Like, there's so many pieces and moving parts to it. And, God, the second season just blew me away even more. They introduced Amanda Tapping, who, as you know, is yes, like Amanda Tapping is queen. sci-fi queen. But yeah, so, like, I highly recommend this show if you like sci-fi at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's Netflix. So good. Like, two thumbs way, way up. Mm-hmm. But that's my side rant. <laughs> I apologize. I just love it. It's so good. But so this movie opens with Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're in hit. We, we, we're juxtaposed. We see the rich playboy Sam and yeah. the family that the family of single mothers that Kathleen and Zoe yes. are a part of. Yes. So, like, we've got, in one scene, you know, we've got a group of people, probably, like, you know, eight to ten people, like, you know, kids and adults and everything. Mm-hmm. Football game playing in the background. Yeah, like, foot, football game on, and you know, everybody's kind of, like, you know, squeezed in, you know, into a table, mm-hmm. and everybody's passing around food, and, you know, and it's loud, and the kids are boisterous, and cut to Sam and the woman he's dating, they're one of those, like, you know, like, rich people, like, really long, you know, really long dinner. Although we both remember as longer than this. Yeah! Always. (laughs) Yeah, we we both mentioned that right at the outset. We thought it was bigger. This table maybe seats, uh, it probably seats, like, ten. Yeah, I would say, I would say ten. Yeah, ten. Maybe twelve. I was gonna say, because, like, I'm remembering four and then two. Yeah, four. Yeah. And yeah, so four. And you could probably put a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their chairs aren't like. Um, But yeah, so it's it's a table that sees quite a lot of people, and he and his date are sitting on like the ends of the table. Yeah. And, and like the, the note that I have, like it's the juxtaposition of of one scene that's lively and full of family versus this very slick and austere sort of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. which I was like, it's. The thing, like, the thing about Sam's house until, like, until Kathleen and Zoe come in, it feels very cold. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, that's the way I can think of just. And it's very much like he is this playboy type, like, very, very much. (laughs) This is going to sound really weird, but even from this scene, the unsung hero of this movie begins. Hawthorne, you shady bitch. I love him so much. Hawthorne is the butler (laughs) at this house. And he is, without doubt, he has probably the least lines of almost any character in this thing. But he says more with a pause or a silence or a look than almost any other character in this movie. And that is not to put anyone down, because I think most people in this movie are really good actors. But, like, there's there's moments with Dave, especially, 
Who, as we will talk about, Dave is like one of the slimiest of human Dave, beings. Dave's a pig. The like only person okay, worse than Dave there, is Jerry. There are two men in this movie who I absolutely hate. Dave is the man that I want to kick in the crotch until he pukes, and Jerry's the man I want to run over with a car. Exactly. <laughs> so Dave asks Hawthorne to do something, and Hawthorne just goes, yes. And walks away. Because yeah. <laughs> he calls everyone else sir or madam, because that's his job. He, but even with his own boss, he will say yes, and Sir, Sir. Like, yeah, I have to grit it's, this out. It's like it's, the the man is a giant clench. Yes, <laughs> and like he's a very like he's a very small and assuming man, but he says so much in presence. Oh yeah, like, it's just brilliant. Oh, the the God. presence of that butler is one of the best things in the movie. He, like yeah, because you sense his judgment. From moment one. From the moment he sets the food down in the middle of the table, you know he judges his employer and thinks this is stupid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Which I just love that. Then then we have, like, the... Maybe it's the next morning. I don't really know. And it's like, sometime later. It's like yeah, it's it's sometime a little bit later that you know we see we see Sam's like girlfriend storming it's out into the, the weekend. In end of the weekend, yeah. okay, because they so, talk about it at work. That's right. So they yeah, so like we see Sam's girlfriend storming out and like Hawthorne like holding out her coat for her to put on, and she just like rips it out of her out of his hand, and like and you know juxtaposed with Kathleen trying to get Zoe out the door to school. Yeah, Zoe has a hamster in her pocket. Well, and, and after, know, even after she walks out. The the door though his life still runs with precision yeah he sits absolutely. down at the dinner table and immediately his food is in front of him hawthorne is placing his paper next to him mm-hmm. like his life is run with extreme precision yes and kathleen is late for everything because mm-hmm. she has a little she's a seven-year-old a very precocious rambunctious seven-year-old she definitely has her brattier moments which as any kid with what she's like going that, through that is something i will say about this movie like Zoe is pitch perfect. Like she mm-hmm. feels like a real kid. Like yes. she doesn't feel like a child actor. Yeah. Like and and that might be why she hasn't really done a whole lot of acting. Her since. last thing was an O one with Roma Downey. Right. Um. But that's and that's it. Like she hasn't done anything since then. So that was just yeah. that was just three years after four years after this. Yeah. So yeah. So she, she would have been like eleven, twelve years old. Yeah. yeah. So. But she, like, she has a very kind of, like, Curly Sue look to her. Like I she, thought that yeah. she was. I had to go look it up because I was Oh, curious. no, no, They were definitely Curly Sue was too kid. far apart, I think. Too, yeah, yeah. Cur- Curly Sue was definitely early 90s. And yeah. that girl was a brunette. True. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, I saw that movie too many times on HBO. <laughs> but Kathleen, we, we learn early on, right, right after this, is works for Sam. Sam yes. Fields runs Fields something. Yeah, it's it looks kind of like a shipping company. It, that's what she does. But they talked about how final assembly would be done here, and only the base stuff would be done in Mexico. Yeah, and so they make something and then ship it out to the different place, different warehouses or whatever that need it. We yeah. don't know what it is exactly, but we see Kathleen like pack a box, wrap something, and pack it into a box. Mm-hmm. And we see her talking to her friend Carly. Carly's hilarious too. I like. Carly. She's only got like what two, three scenes in this movie because she's at Thanksgiving. Yeah. But she's talking up to to Kathleen, and they see she goes, "Ooh, the boss is here." That may- well, <laughs> like right, right before, like before, before Sam, Sam is on the floor. Like, yeah. Um, because as as I mentioned in the synopsis, like Kathleen is trying to buy a house for her and Zoe, you know, someplace like with a better school and and everything like that. 
And, and she pulls out, you know, she pulls out a piece of paper, like with the real estate listing on it and, and shows it to Carly. And you know, Carly's kind of like, girl, like who's, you know, who's your realtor, Herman Munster. Yeah. He's like, you know, th- this place is like not great. You know, Kathleen's like, well, it's all I'd be able to afford. It's a better school district. You know, it's a better school district and all that. And, um, and Carly hands the paper back to her and is basically like, well, you know what might, you know, it might improve that picture if you put a man in it. Yeah. And she's like, huh, I don't have time. You know? Yeah. I don't have time for a man that's not something i have time for yeah and then we see and then carly yeah, sees sam's walking the floor yeah. and she says that man, like i love this uh man goes through man goes through more women than a manicurist like more women than a manicurist wow um but that then we kind of flash over and we see them talking yeah we see dave and Dave's sam talking and it turns out the reason that the girl the lady stormed out of the house is because she didn't tell sam she had kids mm-hmm. until after they spent the weekend together which actually that's that is shady like she should have said something but i don't think she expected like sam to just be like i don't date people with kids we're yeah. done like i don't think she expected that yeah. but that's basically what sam sam was like uh no yeah it's like kids I kids are an immediate no to me <laughs> Well, which, you know, I'm the same way <laughs> on on dating profiles. Kids, swipe left. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's legitimate. But but we get the idea that, you know, Dave is, like, completely on Sam's side. Mm-hmm. He's like, she lied to you, bro. That's her fault. Uh, and he says something really horrific here about... Uh, don't do the crime. Don't do the time. I, I don't. You know, I, they like, yeah, don't date women with kids. You don't do the crime. You shouldn't do the time. Yeah. It's also during this, you know, we where we find out about the the deal that you know, Sam is making a 50 million dollar deal with Javier Del Campo to to uh to like uh, we think it's we think it's going to be more of a merger, but like it's actually like more of a sale. Like we find out later, we find out in the movie that he is moving production. Yeah, to he's Mexico. moving production to Mexico. Like everything but the final assembly will be done in Mexico, and and so basically they're going to lay off nearly the entire factory. All but maybe twenty people. All but maybe twenty people. And and Sam's a little bit uncomfortable with that. You know, like they're pointing out, like they're you know they're going to have. They're going to have, like, severance packages for people. You know, they're going to provide, like, placement services and, and everything like that to help, you know. They're going to gonna help. have, they'll have severance packages. Yes. Yeah. Um, to help people find new jobs after this, which is a lot more than some places would do. Like you said, Sam is a little, kind of, he's a little bit uncomfortable with this arrangement of the fact that, like, they are going to have to lay off so many people and, you know, and Dave points out to him, and he's like, you know, well, you know, your old man would see dollar signs, not people. Yeah, don't see people see dollar signs. That's what your old man would do. Yeah. And immediately, he's like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. We have to do what we have to do. Yeah. It's business. Because it's, it's something you you find out, like, throughout this movie, is that Sam is, like, in some ways, like, still kind of desperate for his father's approval. Absolutely. I was going to say, it's it's like the, the godfather thing. Uh, it's not personal, it's business. Right. Like, that's... yeah. Which the you've got mail quote? It's personal well, to, to me. me comes into yeah, play here. Ab- absolutely, and it like I watched this movie through through a little bit of like a different lens because one, I've worked in a factory like mm-hmm. for I've worked in a factory both on the floor like like kind of like what Kathleen is doing. Like I've worked on the floor like um uh like assembly line stuff. Like it was only for summer. Like it was yeah. only like during the summer, and you know I would do that. But my mom has worked at the same factory for forty-one years. Yeah, 
And so, like, you know, seeing some of these factory scenes and like, and I just think about my mom, you know, she, she's getting close to retirement and, and just seeing how like the factory has changed over the years that she's been there and everything. I'm just like, just the idea of, and like there, there, her factory, like where she works, there's a lot of the same kind of a lot of the same issues of a lot of things like stuff that they used to do where she works. They're now, they're now, you know, being done in Mexico or in Atlanta or in mm-hmm. Michigan. And, and so, so that means that, you know, like her job changes and she has to find a d- like different work within the factory. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, watching it this time, it, that hit a little bit harder for me because especially where I grew up, there were basically only like five jobs that you could have mm-hmm. where I grew up. And like one of them was working in a factory and there are many factories where I grew up. And, and that's like one of the things I got to thinking about was, you know, with, okay, like they're going to provide placement services. Most of the people who work in a factory, they're not really qualified to go do a whole lot other than work in a factory. Mm-hmm. And if you've been somewhere a long time, like you might find another factory but if one factory closes, like that doesn't mean another factory is suddenly going to be able to take yeah. on all of these people. Because I also experienced that with the factory where I worked. Mm-hmm. Of I worked with my in my mom's factory, like on the floor doing assembly stuff. But I worked at the factory across the street doing office admin work, mm-hmm. and it was a branch of three, and two of them closed. <laughs> and so, like a lot of I don't know what it was, but this time watching this movie, like it's suddenly like the realness of all that hit and i'm like i have so many problems with this now <laughs> well, <and> like, <laughs> we didn't talk about that at the beginning really but like we both have history with this movie this movie yeah is one that we both grew up watching like absolutely like it came out in 97 i would have been 11 years old mm-hmm. i would have been uh, i would have been turning 13 because it came out yeah. on your birthday yeah it came out on my birthday i would have turned 13 that so day. so yeah there's something about that lens too of like for me watching it differently now as when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, the father stuff I didn't even follow it, but my grandma loved it. My grandma mm-hmm. recorded this on VHS. Like that we wore, like she had this and like three other things. She was that person who recorded movies when they came on TV mm-hmm. and even oh, I did, like yeah. even paused for commercials. Oh no, she was she was deep. Like she had like oh, VHSs no. that had three and four movies back. Oh back yeah, back. yeah. Oh yeah, we did that too. Uh, I mean, she had one that had like. And they were never, like, she was really careful what she put on there. Like, one of them had, like, two or three Mickey Rooney movies and a Danny Kaye movie that no, came on, like, see, PBS. my videotape of Borrowed Hearts, it had Borrowed Hearts and then, like, four episodes of Port Charles, the soap opera. See, hers was, oh, man, it was another Christmas movie. It was, like, Borrowed Hearts and, like, two other Christmas mm-hmm. movies. But Borrowed Hearts was the first one on the tape. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, for sure. But, yeah, we watched that all the time growing up. We watched it in the middle of summer. We mm-hmm. watched it. I mean, this movie is one, my mom loves it. Like, this is legitimately yeah. one movie that I went into this going, I could probably just quote this without even watching it. I was like, your, your sister, who has a pronounced hatred yeah. of Christmas movies. Yeah. She hates them with the white hot heat of a thousand suns, your sister uh-huh. does. Like, but she was actually considering staying and, like, watching this one because she doesn't hate this one this, that much. Yeah, well, and a lot of it has right. to do with, like, the nostalgia with it. Yeah. And... Also, I think it is one of the as schmaltzy as it is, and as much as it, it has, oh, it def it definitely schmaltzy. It ticks all the boxes, yeah. But it also has a deep heart it that does. that sometimes, as much as I enjoy them, the Hallmark Studio the Studio Christmas movies don't 
necessarily always have. No, and that's I think that's because nowadays because because the Hallmark it like it's the Hallmark Christmas industry. Yeah. And so everything feels cookie cutter and like it was rolled out on an assembly line. Which is why when there's a different kind, you and I are both just yeah. like, oh, this one's great. Yeah. It may not actually be that great, but it's different. Like yeah, they're like it, because it feel like it feels like along the way somewhere, like they kind of started like losing any kind of meaning that they had, mm-hmm. and we're we're getting a little bit of that back now. I mean, there are thirty seven, I think, coming oh out on Hallmark God. this Christmas, not counting the Lifetime ones and the Netflix ones, and yeah. I think Up has some coming out too. Yeah, like not counting any of those thirty six, thirty seven Hallmark Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. In between from August twenty sixth until the end of or October, not August. I was like, I was like, shit. Who started that early? No, October twenty sixth till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Thirty seven movies. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And yeah, of course, some of course, some, a number of them are not going to be are going to be stinkers. Like that's just the way it works, right? And because I mean, it, and it's something I heard recently, and I told you about earlier. He, someone recently compared it to the Hollywood system of the forties. Yes. And I think that makes a lot of sense when you look at how many movies they put out. It and, really does. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it, as long as everybody's actually getting paid what they're due, unlike the Hollywood system of the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. And, and you know, people aren't being blackballed because they said no. Hollywood system of the 40s. Yes. Cary Grant. <sighs> there, were, there were so many problems with Hollywood in the 40s, let me tell you. Yeah. But they did put out a lot of movies. Yes. And not all and, of them are great. Like, like, you know, a lot of that had to do with, like, you basically had, you know, like, one set, like, and then, like, flip the walls around, and you got yeah. another one. And and it was, like, and it was assembly line movie making. Well, and as much as I, and I I, I love this forever, as much as I love Fred Roger, Fred, Fred and Ginger. <laughs> Fred and Ginger. Fred and Ginger. <laughs> as much as I love them, because I love yeah. them to pieces, most of their movies... Not that not that the plot is exactly the same, but there there's is the some sameness. similarity yeah, lines in about three or four mm-hmm. that make it just the same thing. And like some of the Rockets and Doris Day movies have really similar right. beats to them. And once again, like the the storyline will change slightly, but the over like the, okay, honey, the, like the the outside costumes honey, change, but the inside story stays the same. I grew up watching Charlie Chan movies. Yeah. And let me tell you, they are the exact same plot line. One happens in Reno. Another one <laughs> happens at Treasure Island. Another one happens at a fucking wax museum. Yeah. Like, another one happens at, like, a murder castle in the desert. Exactly. They are all exactly the same movie. But it's the same thing with Hallmark now. You put out so many movies, and for every, you know, singing if in the rain. If there was a Hallmark Christmas movie that happened at a murder castle in the desert, you better fucking believe I would be here on your sofa watching it. But what I meant was more. <laughs> <laughs> like for every singing in the rain, you also have to get like five other forget completely forgettable movies. I'm staring at you for comparing these to singing in the rain. Well, not, not, <laughs> I'm saying for every good like, movie, as I literally said like four hours ago, Citizen Kane. These are not. Yeah, but for every, <laughs> my point is more like in the, I know, like with the with the way the studio system worked, for every one good movie, you had a dozen horrible ones right. or completely forgettable ones. Right. I mean, Shirley Temple movies, like Hand to God, I love those movies. They are, I grew up with them. I can sing half the songs in them still. But, and this was the third, this was the late 30s, early 40s. But they are the same movies, essentially. 
And I mean, like, like, yeah. And that's, that's definitely the system that we have now. And it's interesting to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that absolutely makes sense. And I think it's a very valid point. Yes. Christopher Palaha's, uh, that's from Christopher Palaha, by the way, (laughs) on the deck, the Hallmark podcast. I'm not taking credit for that comparison, but Christopher Palaha made that comparison in a good way. He wasn't saying anything bad about it. We were English majors. We don't have our own ideas. We take somebody's and run with I them. I just don't want to be accused of plagiarism. <laughs> they're they're which, a really big which, podcast. Which, so. like, we were English majors. Like, plagiarism is not our thing. But we, you know, like, I, I think, like, it's a very valid idea. And I think, I think that's where, you know, like, this was, this was still in, like, the early days. And, like, and to be fair, this was made for CBS, not uh-huh. for, like, you know, for, like, a Hallmark channel or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and, this is a almost... Well, and prototype. What, yes. What and what I was going to say was this movie does something that a lot of ones these days, and especially ones from like like the the two thousands, like early two thousand tens, like this. Unlike a lot of those, because there was what, the one we were just talking about with Michael Shanks. That movie is absolutely under terrible. the mistletoe. Under the mistletoe. It is only terrible if you hate supernatural ghost happiness Christmas movies. <laughs> Okay, that it's really terrible. That movie has so many problems, and we it's, both it's we discussed great. this ad nauseum last year. It's not great. I love it, but, but it's not great. Like the difference being in something like this versus something like that, that Borrowed Hearts actually focuses on character. Yes. Like each every single one of the characters, well, I, the three main characters, Zoe, Kathleen, yeah. and 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 uh, Sam. Yeah. Like they actually have character and character growth throughout this movie. And like, and like specifically Sam, like he grows leaps and bounds and like, and Kathleen, you know, Kathleen does too. Mm-hmm. And like, and so does Zoe. One of the biggest issues I wind up having with Hallmark Christmas movies is that nothing happens in them. Yes. Like, oh, I have to say, I have to do my town's Christmas parade this year. Okay. But there's no bad guys in it. There's no, the, there's no hurdle to love. And not that that's a bad thing. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's what you want to watch. It's sitting down with a nice Harlequin romance and just right. loving it. No, it's what it is. Like what the Hallmark movies are. They're like 50,000 word fluff fanfic. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I sat down the other night and I read when well, my husband was playing a video game in the mm-hmm. living room with me. I sat down and read a book called Christmas at the Castle. Which, it's not that long of a book. I got it on Kindle for free, so that tells you it's not super expensive, or it's not a super big deal. I read it in, like, three hours, and it felt like I'd watched a Hallmark Christmas movie, and I was happy. Yeah. Like I said, that's what the Hallmark movies are. And sometimes that's all you want. What I appreciate about this movie is, like, it actually has the character growth, whereas a lot of the... You know, like we haven't fully fleshed out like what movies we're going to talk about for Christmas. We just knew that we, that this had to be our first one, yes. Because as we said, this was a like a cornerstone of of like of heart mm-hmm. of our friendship. This mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings. Yep. So we we knew this one had to be first, but you know we might talk about like a Hallmark movie from this year, or Maybe. we might you know d- depending on what we have going yeah. forward. But like to me, like I said, it feels like there that there's a palpable difference of you know the difference of you know Sam and Kathleen and Zoe like they feel real they feel like actual people like they have obstacles to overcome and and at the end of it they're changed and and it isn't just like oh I love her and she loves me and oh by golly gee we got through that Christmas parade together oh now I'm a princess right yeah. 
throw in some shade at the Christmas Prince. I love hey, it. Hey, I will throw that shade on <laughs> I love that movie. I love Rose McIver. Still going to throw the shade. <laughs> but... They they don't just feel like cardboard cutouts. Like yeah. I think like that's the problem is like a lot of the Hallmark movies now, and especially of like the last like five or six years or so before, yeah. like the last two or three years. Like you and I have noticed like some change in like an actual. Like, we have cherry picked some good ones. We in the past we have cherry picked some good ones and like an uptick in quality a little bit, but for the most part, everybody feels like a paper doll. Yeah. So. But anyway, but, we, we can yell about but, this for hours. But I think that was an important discussion to have yes. because this movie is the start of that in mm-hmm. some ways. And the fact that you and I, here we are, it's about 97. This 11 movie, years later. This movie is 11. No, no, no. Or more than 20. 20 21. Oh, my God. 21 years later, Kia. We're oh sitting God. on this couch talking about how much we oh love this God. movie. Oh my god, <laughs> Keith's brain a, just broke. I need a paper bag. I was like eleven. I was like eleven. Like, Even my math isn't that no, bad. No, like it? wait a second. But yeah, twenty-one years later, we're sitting here on a couch <sighs> talking about the fact that we still love this yeah. movie. That's one that sticks with us, and it's a made-for-TV movie. Well, we also did this with Lucky Seven. Well, Lucky Seven is only, it's only, it's not twenty years old yet. It's that, almost. It's fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, it's yeah. almost. Because that was two thousand three. This one is just such a weird, like, prototype mm-hmm. of perfection. Yeah. That it, it combines all of those little things that we love in Hallmark yeah. movies, because we've talked, we're, we're going to talk about that at some point, too. But it combines all those little things. I mean, we have fake fake relationship, which we have told you guys up front is one of our favorite things. Absolutely. I mean, admitting that to Kia and then finding out it was one of her favorite <laughs> things, once again, another big friendship moment. Yes. It's got that. It's got Christmas. It's got kids, kids with, like daddy issues at christmas yeah. like that's it's like and like and precocious kids precocious kids yeah uh ice ice skating almost kiss putting presents together at night like there's yeah. just so many like i could list forever like all it needed was like random like slow dancing at home and like this would be like my like i'm absolute surprised per- they absolute perfect movie i'm surprised that doesn't happen i think like, they substitute ice skating for that well or the twister yeah, oh, Twister. Like, that's something that. you don't see in a lot of movies. It's True. Like, it's like someone playing a game with their kid, and that's how you get closer to each other. Like, mm-hmm. the the natural progression of the relationship between yes. Sam it's, and, it's good. and Kathleen is so enjoyable to yeah. me. Oh, anyway, sorry. That's just, that's way off topic, <laughs> well, but we, it's also part of the topic. Yeah, we, like, basically some of the things that you find at the beginning of the movie is... Zoe, because Zoe's seven, but like she has some daddy issues because yeah. her dad, like her parents split up. He's a garbage human being. He's a fucking trash person. And yep. I, he's a, like, I know you don't listen to it. There's a podcast I love called True Crime Obsessed, and they like they have what's called the garbage bell. And whenever there's a garbage person, they slam the bell. I feel like we need that bell. I know. I was like, <laughs> it was like Jillian and Patrick, I'm coming for the bell. Um, but Jerry's an absolute garbage person. Yeah. And, but so like, you know, he, like Zoe's dad is a hustler. Like he's, he's a con man. Like he goes, like Kathleen calls him a con. Yeah. Man. Kathleen calls him a con man. And like, he goes to like golf courses and hustles old, like he hustles old white men out of their money, which granted, I'm not really opposed to that. Yeah. Me either. I'm but not opposed to he that. He is a professional golfer. Yeah. The, but who could not stay, stay on up. the tour. Yeah. 
He couldn't and make so, it on the tour, so yeah. So it was like he's all like he's always been gone for most of Zoe's life because mm-hmm. he's been on like he's been on the golf tours, and, and we don't know how long he's been divorced from Kathleen, but we, it's we been don't. more than it's been a while. It, I'm guessing probably like at least a year because I, I, it's been yeah. six months since he's seen her. Yeah, and so it's like you know, so Zoe's dad like isn't around, and the and the last time. You know, it was, I'm guessing, like, it was about six months ago, mm-hmm. the last time, or maybe, no, it was after that. Like, it was a few months previous that oh, that yeah. that Jerry called and said that he was going to be coming through town and he wanted to see Zoe. And he did not come to town, and Zoe fell asleep waiting at the window for him. And so, ever since then... She has like she's been fibbing. She's been telling she's been telling tall tales about her dad that you know that he's an astronaut and he's all of these things and to basically like reasons to explain why her dad can't be there with her and her mom. Well, she also started acting out more, and she start and she started acting out more and and things like that just. Because her dad is not there, and because her dad is a garbage person, we forgot to mention something at the very beginning that was kind yes. of important. Oh, uh, the movie opens with us seeing Zoe playing with her dollhouse, which looks exactly—I right. forgot about that. It's okay. It looks exactly like Sam's house. Well, which, it's pretty yeah, close to exactly. Like I'm trying to remember when the remake of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street came out—the one with uh, Mara Wilson and Elizabeth Perkins. I can and, look it up if you want me to. No, 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 no. no. I'm fine. But like that's—I think they did that in. In the remake. I know it's not in the original, but I think they did that in the remake. So, like, that's always felt a little bit of a ripoff for me. I've never seen the Miracle on 34th Street remake. So. Really? Not seen the original. Yeah, see, I'm just, like, I'm a sucker for yeah. Attenborough and everybody. And I just haven't seen yeah. it. It's not a, it um, a thing. But, but yeah. Uh, that, that's only important yeah, yeah. because of the, the thing she says right. later. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, so, like I said, so we get, you know, that, that Zoe... Like I said, Zoe's acting like she she's been fibbing, and like an important thing to note was like when like Zoe gets upset, she goes and climbs a tree. Yep, <laughs> and so usually it has to do with her dad too. Like yeah. the, the two times the, the times we see it in the movie, it has to do with it has to do with her dad when yeah. she's upset about her dad. Yeah, and and so, you know, so and that's that's kind of like what we need to know about Zoe, like because because Dave is an idiot. And and sold the you know potential buyer Del Campo on the idea that Sam is a family man. Like now they're holding family auditions. Yeah, Dave hires a couple of actors who are the worst. They're like terrible. they could not make it in a Hallmark movie. No, it was like <laughs> they would get like, fired. Like, like they're they're basically like running a scene, and Sam comes in is like, "Hi, honey, what's for dinner? I don't know. Ask the cook. Dad, can I have a car for Christmas?" Yeah, it's like if that were my kid, I would have drowned him at birth. Yeah. You know, it's like they're they're horrible people, and so like they you know they get rid of these these actors, mm-hmm. and and Zoe and Kathleen are are driving around, and, and Zoe meanwhile has actually made a wish because she was told that angels uh, yeah. keep their wings on the inside on Earth, but that you can hear music whenever they're around, and and if you're a really good girl. Sometimes angels will hear you, which is just hilarious when you cover this with a touch by an angel, angel lens. Thing? Yeah. It's really funny. But, and so Zoe makes the Christmas wish. She crosses yeah, her fingers she, and closes her eyes. And wishes that her daddy would come home for mm-hmm. Christmas. And, and that, and. They could live in her doll. Please, please find a house like my dollhouse for mommy and me to live in. For us to live in. Yeah, or for Because she wants daddy Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. For us to live in. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's. So when Kathleen and she are driving down looking at Christmas lights, mm-hmm. 
Which, man, do you remember doing that with your yeah. family? We didn't do it. We did it. Well, we didn't live that far from Branson, Missouri. And so we would drive up and drive through, like, the free drive through Because they do, like, I don't normally. Dude, okay. Branson's a tourist town. So yeah. There's lots of stuff like that. Well, I don't normally, like, push tourist type stuff like that. Yeah. But as a kid, that was, like, one of the coolest I, things. We I would re- drive, like, an hour, yeah. hour and a half and go and look at them. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, you know, we would, like, we would kind of drive, like, mainly like, up and down the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and there would be a few houses here and there. Uh, there was, like, one neighborhood that we would drive past, like, on the way out to my cousin's house that, like, we basically called, like, Santa Claus Lane because, like, it was a cul-de-sac. Oh, yeah. And and, and so, like, you could just drive around this cul-de-sac and, like, every place was lit up. And, like, I kind of missed that. Like, I kind of miss doing that. But, yeah, so with... um, So Zoe and Kathleen are doing dri- that. Yeah. They're driving down the richer section of yes, the town. and looking at... Looking, looking at, at the beautiful the, Christmas lights. Yeah. Singing, singing Christmas carols. Yeah. And, and, and then Zoe just yells, Mommy, stop! And... Kathleen thinks somebody's run out in front of the car. She hit something. Oh, yeah, Kathleen's like, what? What? And so it's like, it's my dollhouse. And promptly, like, gets out of the car and runs to the house. This is what child locks were invented, y'all. Oh, yeah. Like, that child. <laughs> I mean, I love the girl, and I know she's going through a hard time, but. <laughs> she She's, a, like, she's seven years old. Yes. Like, but, like, but she's a kid with very little impulse control. You could also tell a 97 movie in that she's seven and is in the front seat. Because <laughs> yes. that would not be a thing now. Yeah. But anyway, so she so jumps bad. out of the car and takes off running. Meanwhile, the actors who left the house left the door open. Jerks. Mm-hmm. And so she, not seeing a closed door, <laughs> runs. But, like, <laughs> but like the great thing, like right before that, is like Sam and Dave are talking, and Sam's like, "What do you think? Like the perfect family is just going to walk right in off the street and in walks Zoe and like Kathleen chasing in her after. in her snow covered boots. Yeah, like just tracking. Sh- you can water. hear the like the squelch. The squelch. Just yeah. she walks around the room, and she's just like amazed. But the best part for me is the part where you see Sam and Dave, and they're just like jaw drop, like. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? And she's just like wandering around and like, wow. And they're not saying a word. No. And then Kathleen (laughs) runs in, sees them, realizes, oh crap, this is my boss. Takes her boots off and is like, Zoe. And like, they never speak. The guys don't say a word. They just stand there until they finally are able to find their speech and basically beg Kathleen and Zoe. Like, yeah. It was like these, you know, this is like a real that family. Is, that yeah. is a wife. Yeah. That's a kid you wouldn't want to drown. And the look on Zoe's face when he says that is like, um, thank you. Whereas Kathleen's like, uh, my daughter and I are getting out of here. <laughs> what so did funny. we accidentally stumble into? Yeah. Well, but, and I like, it's so stupid, but like, and it's very 1997 of, because like, because Dave and Sam are like, you know, they're standing like very close to each other. And it's like, you know, we, we need to hire a wife and child for him. And, 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 uh, and Kathleen is just like, let me guess your mother's coming to visit? And then, like, they're like, no. And then all of a sudden, Dave and Sam look at each other and go, oh, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's a business deal. Yeah. That's all it is. And so they agree to, she agrees for $3,000. Yes. That she, for two days, will pretend to be mm-hmm. his wife. They will pretend to be his wife and child. Yes. Two days. That's it. It's all it's supposed to be. It's all it's supposed to be. Just a weekend. And he's, and so she gives in. And they show up the next, like, they go home. She's like, well, I have to talk with my daughter. Mommy, Mommy do it. it! Yeah. Like, come on. Kid doesn't want to leave this house. No! Because that kid fully believes 100% at that moment that an angel has led her to this house, and this is where she is supposed to uh-huh. be. Uh-huh. Which is maybe true. We don't know. <laughs> I, maybe we do. I don't know. But 
So they they they're, they come back the next day, mm-hmm. and immediately they have like a stylist there mm-hmm. who also designed the house and like decorated the house and stuff. And immediately Kathleen starts seeing how she can help. Like Kathleen is the kind of person who is going to step forward and help. Yeah, she can. and and to be like, I hadn't really thought about this until until this watching of the movie of how you know she has an eye for for the aesthetic that mm-hmm. you know that the house needs to have and I was like like it finally dawned on me this time it was like oh yeah she's an artist yeah it makes sense yeah but yeah she she has an immediate sense of what makes a house a home oh yeah absolutely and so it's like you said earlier she she does that quote about how it barely looks, barely looks like, like you live, live here, here. <laughs> yeah and so she's like, you know, you should do something like this. And like, I, if I were you, did it? This is a beautiful Christmas tree. Did a designer do it? And the woman's like, yes, as a matter of fact. And she's like, I thought so. I thought so. And she's like, it's beautiful, but if I were Mrs. Field, which is the last, yes, if I were Mrs. Sam, Field, Sam Field, I would have done like traditional Christmas ornaments and and like you know she does pop like I would do popcorn mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like have a few toys scattered around. Yeah, and family photos here. I yeah. bought some photos from home. Like she has thought this this like mm-hmm. thing. They out. don't think through some of the other like critical details, but no, nobody ever does in these sorts of things. Hey, she thought of a lot more than a lot of people do. Absolutely. Like what? Well, I don't remember where we were watching, but I was yelling when, when I yelled at it about the. It's happened so many times. Anyway, yeah. The the point being, I have yelled at the TV because I'm like, if you're doing fake relationship, <laughs> you need the list of there's the a proposal. Che- yes, there's a checklist. Yeah, of of questions and not just questions, but things like pictures, which is why her nailing the pictures is super important to me. Yes, but it's like you said, that artist thing. Mm-hmm. She has a picture in her head of what a house is and yes. what a home is. Well, and not just but like what a family looks. What like. What a family looks like that he doesn't yeah. have any. Idea. See, that's the other thing in this movie that's been interesting, like, looking at it from this perspective as we've been watching, is he he is already off kilter. Like, mm-hmm. he, the moment that they enter his home and are becoming his family, he is immediately pushed off kilter. Mm-hmm. Kathleen is in full control until yes. Del Campo forces her not to be. Yes. And I found that I didn't really think about it until yeah. this time. When you start thinking about something that you have to talk about uh-huh. later, and you have to, you yeah, know. it it's kind of weird because like we've been watching this movie for decades now. Yeah, that hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like we've been watching this movie like for you know two decades now, mm-hmm. and 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 it's something like we both love. It's weird like to have to like put that like critical eye to it and like yeah. the things that you don't really think about that like you kind of appreciate you hadn't before. Like yeah. it's pretty great. So and so Catherine they do or Kathleen they do a makeover yeah, Kathleen, yeah. for Kathleen and Zoe. And they Zoe. give them just the right clothes. They make them look like they would if they were the members of the fields family. Yes, they 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 turn like what looked to have been a library or at least some sort of office of some yeah. kind, like into Zoe's bedroom, which basically looks like like FAO Schwartz like, exploded. Yeah, she's got like piles of stuffed animals. Yes, which I'm I'm gonna guess based on the end of this movie, she gets to keep those <laughs> probably. Well, like and not like not just like in her bedroom. It's like they also throw like these giant stuffed animals like. Oh. Around, like house. all yeah. around the house, which makes and, sense because yeah. a kid doesn't put all their toys up, right? Like they don't; it's just the way they are. Yeah, and you know, and then like board games out on the coffee table, yeah, and um, and, and stuff like that. And, and they hang like uh, 
homemade Christmas cards up over the fireplace. Yes, and, and you see Kathleen directing all of that. Mm-hmm. She she and, directs all the decoration in the house. Yeah, and you know, like wreaths up on the walls mm-hmm. and like pots of um, poinsettias. Poinsettias. Thank you. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of the word all of a sudden. <laughs> and you know, pots of poinsettias and wreaths of 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 poinsettias. Like, or not wreaths, but like. Um, like on, down like, the banister, yeah, down yeah. the banister, and like um, over the fireplace. But like, and and this doesn't seem a weird thing. You get like the the stuff about society wives. She knows how mm-hmm. to do it, even like how to yeah. do the decorating for it. She is good. Mm-hmm. Like he would have never had any idea how to do this. And no offense to his servants, but <laughs> they wouldn't have either. No. We have, like, Del Campo arrives. And we hear music as he gets out of yes. the car, so that's a hint to us as the audience. Like, he, yeah, hear music playing well, see, when there's, cause there's I, none. I was thinking, before we watched it this time, that the music only happened when Zoe was around, but it doesn't. Right. We hear it as the audience when he gets out of the car. Yeah, exactly. And, or when he goes into the house and Zoe's not down yet. Yeah, and, and there, from here begins um, what... Well, like one thing that like I, I love about this movie and it's not really subtle at all is what what I call the feels zoom uh-huh. <laughs> like with the camera work because we have you know Del Campo arrives and it's just Sam and Dave there to greet him when he walks into the house and you know, and then Del Campo is the one who notices that Zoe and Kathleen are at the top of the stairs. Yes. And he's like, oh, and your beautiful family. And like, we have like Sam turns around and sees them standing at the top of the stairs and just has this sort of like little bit of like a gaga moment. Mm-hmm. Where like he just a little bit stunned and like, like the feels are on his face of like in, in meaning I, uh, huh? Like short circuit. This isn't of, supposed to be happening. What's happening like, right now? Like, what yeah. is this feeling so sudden to yeah. do? And, like, and the camera like kind of, zooms into his face a little bit. And so it happens several times throughout the movie and I have labeled it as feel zoom. I'm okay with that. So <laughs> and once again, this is a 97 film and I think that right. that is one of the things that shows its age. A little bit. Is that. But and, and now we're gonna say Javier Del, Javier Del Campo played by the amazing Hector the Elizondo. Wonderful Hector Elizondo. The, we love you with all the love that there is to love Hector Elizondo. Because mm-hmm. I mean yeah this is I like Primo Hector Elizondo, mm-hmm. man. This is like before Princess Diaries, yeah. But post Pretty Woman, yeah. So it's just it's it's a like a strange like <laughs> I guess Chicago Hope would have been somewhere in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Chicago Hope he was would on Chicago have been, Hope. Yeah, it yeah. would have been like before this. And I like we've talked about it before with Pretty Woman, but Hector Elizondo is one of those actors He's, that I love. I love him so yeah. much. I watched an episode of Last Man Standing for him. Oh, honey, I know, right? Wow. Well, I, um, yeah, but yeah. So that, so he comes in and, and this is where we have the, like, you know, oh, it's like so lovely to meet you, but I thought you had a son. And she's then, such a tomboy. Kathleen quickly recovers. Like, wait, oh, so he's just See, a little tomboy. I have a better excuse. Dave's an idiot. Like Dave literally yeah. could confuse a boy for a girl as a child. He like, was like, um, but that, you know, I thought about this like I would like this just popped into my head. I was like, doesn't the exact same thing also? No, 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 never mind. I was like, doesn't the same thing happen in Christmas in Connecticut? But no, it's one ba- one baby is fair, and then the other one has like dark hair or yeah. something like that. I was like, wait, this baby has teeth. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> you know, sorry, I got it confused. Okay, but fine. this is kind of it's gonna, this is a kind of a Christmas in Connecticut for a more modern audience a in bit. some ways. Yeah, I hadn't, really I hadn't thought, thought about, about it. Yeah, it. yeah, it just kind of because like, like I'd forgotten like that's fake married too. Yep. 
That's fake married, but she doesn't fall in love with the guy being her husband. No. Because <laughs> he's a twat. Yeah. But anyway, so Zoe uh, immediately becomes suspicious about Del Campo. Yeah, because Zoe Zoe's hearing, because Del Campo and Kathleen are like, they're, they're walking into the dining room together and Zoe is directly behind them and she's hearing, she's hearing the music and she's like, mommy, do you hear that? And nobody's paying attention to Del her. Del Campo is great at like distracting everyone from the fact that Zoe making a lot of sense. Yes, yes, exactly. And so then they're sitting at the table to eat, and, and the th- question happens. This is like they should have coordinated. Okay, but first off, he asked them how long they've been married, which they've been quizzing Kathleen and Zoe all day about how about and all they should the have facts. been quizzing Sam. Sam says twelve years. Kathleen says eight years. Kathleen which, is right. <laughs> Kathleen is right. That's the answer they were given, or that's what they had because told Zoe her to say. is seven. Because Zoe is seven, and I was like. It, and, like, Sam's response of, like, oh, no, eight. Like, it feels longer. I'm like, dude, like, just say you met 12 years ago. Yeah. Th- there are a couple of times that that happens in this movie where I'm just like, oh, this would be an easy fix. Just just this way. But then again, that's yeah. the writers in us. I know. We would immediately try to <laughs> fix it. And be like, how does this, how can I make this fit canon? How can I make yes! this fit canon? <laughs> yes! Absolutely! <laughs> this is another fanfic movie that we, like. Yeah! That we, we actually found one. You found a Claire line, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it was it wasn't it, was a, a, gift, it, it wasn't thing. a fic. It was uh, somebody had done a uh, like a movie thing. Like it was yeah. it was one of those like that I used to do forever ago. Like where you're kind of given like a random challenge and you make like you Photoshop like a movie poster yeah. and give a synopsis. That's yeah. basically what it was. But it was Caroline yeah. from the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, but this is where the the second question that they didn't have an answer for. I know because they're idiots. Uh, like Del Campo asked, so how did you two meet? Like, and they get them old back and forth. It's like, oh, well, you tell the story so much better, darling. Oh, well, why don't you tell it, dear? And then like the freaking seven year old saves the day of like an angel brought them together and like spins this whole story because that's what she does. She's been telling stories about dad for so long and she's been given permission by her mother to tell stories this week. Yes. So she tells the story that an angel brought them together. It's a cute little Mm -hmm. like Hallmark movie story. Yes. Oh, and. Is that really how it happened? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Uh, I've got another story. Zoe's time so for bed. bed. <laughs> that's the other thing. You talk about her feeling like a real kid. I have video evidence of my sister and I being these people. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that is so true. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, they like this one. I'll tell them another one. Yeah. You kids do anything to have attention given, especially a kid like Zoe. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so then she's like, Zoe's time for bed. Say goodnight. Mm-hmm. And awkward hug with... With Sam. It's like, good night, daddy. <laughs> also the Buenas Noches. <laughs> yeah. Because she has greeted uh, she Del, greeted Campo Del Campo in Spanish. Was, yeah. And he goes, oh, do, do you speak Spanish? And she's like, no, no, no my, my mommy, mommy taught, taught me. me. And then so when she says Buenas Noches, he just kind of laughs He's a little like, and says, good night, Zoe. Good night, Zoe. Yeah. And then, good night, Daddy. Daddy, and then he reaches over and gives her this like, awkward, or she reaches and hugs him, and he's just like, completely. He's so stiff. And also completely taken, like, a surprise. Like, when was the yeah. last time this man was hugged in a way that didn't lead to sex? <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Well, I mean, but seriously. Because, like, all he does oh, is... I know. He goes through more women than a manicurist. Like, we, that, that is such an important, like, thing to remember. Yeah, that like, he has had not a lot of, like, healthy relationships. Yeah, it's like, you, you can almost get the idea that in some respects, like, he would almost be, like, touch-starved. Um, but we then we have... The the other the other big trope the 
not necessarily bed sharing, but room sharing. Del Campo forces it. Yeah. Because, you know, because they have it set up that, that Kathleen is going to be like in, in a spare room. And, and so like she tucks Zoe in and she's walking off to, to go to her spare room and Del Campo, like, or Sam has been Senor Del Campo. He's bid him good night. And, and Del Campo has been kind of like perusing Sam's library, which is in perfect view of the bedroom of of the door to the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Sam tells him like, Oh, you know, feel free, like, you know, browse at your leisure, you know, take a book to bed. And, and so like Kathleen starts to go off to her spare room and, and like has to walk by the master bedroom to, to head that direction. And Sam just like very quickly, like grabs her and pulls her into the master bedroom. Opens the door for her. Oh, yeah. Her in. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you know, well, how would that have looked if, you know, Del Campo saw. And so they're, they're like, okay, we'll just give it a second. And then like they open the door and Del Campo has decided to sit in the library and read this book. And, um, it's just like, oh, okay, well, we can't leave. Let's just give it another minute. Like, oh my God, go to bed already. But then they just decide, okay, you're, you stay here, you sleep in the bed, I'll sleep on the couch. She says, no, no, no. If I Zoe, have a very impressionable young Zoe daughter. Zoe is the precocious child. And and as we learn later in the movie, really not over her parents' divorce. No, she's not at all. And so for her to come in the room with mommy sharing the yeah, bedroom. It's like, what, be, yeah, like what if my daughter were to walk in here? You, she said you would wish that you... They, like this will be the least of your worries. Yeah, because Zoe will scream the house down. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, I have a very impressionable young daughter. Like, how would it look if she walked in here and found us sleeping in the same room together? Yeah. And so, because of that, he ends up having to sleep on the floor in the walk-in dressing. Yeah, yeah dressing in the dressing room. room. Yeah. So, and also he gives her like hit like a t-shirt and, and, and boxer, boxer shorts. shorts for her to sleep in. And, and it's like, is my bed, are you comfortable? She's like, comfortable? No. Are you comfortable? Is my bed comfortable? Very. Like, I love that. For me, that yeah. is the moment. That is the spark of something between them. That whole scene. Yeah. I, in a weird way, I still get annoyed because it's, we have, you know, they go through like the two days that they were like contracted to be there. Uh-huh. And then surprise, Dave has talked to El Campo into staying for two more weeks. Yeah. And so they're going to have to continue this charade. We still see him sleeping on the, floor and i'm like dude you have servants people aren't here all day long get a fucking air mattress something yeah something he's caught by the end of the movie oh my god but we also that we also get in in that moment like in that time we also start we flash over to dad see him hustling the people and we learn what a garbage human being he is like yes he's going home because he has nowhere else left to go Mm-hmm. So he's gonna go home and see his family for Christmas. It's like he get like they they throw him out. They throw yeah, he him gets out. caught. Yeah, he gets caught hustling. They throw him out of the country club and and like they toss him into a cab and and basically the cab driver's like where to? It's like oh bus station. He's basically like well home I guess. And yeah, and he doesn't sound thrilled to be going to see his kid. Yeah, it's like yeah. So we, we that's, have, the, that's the first inkling that he's a garbage human being. Yep. It's not even the biggest time that it happens, of mm-hmm. course, but it's the first inkling. So then that then they stay. For, yeah, they're going to stay. Campo is going to stay for two more weeks, and then, so they have this whole scene in the kitchen where quietly, very quietly, you have Sam and uh, Kathleen. Kathleen Working out how much money she's gonna give for two weeks. She wants ten thousand dollars because that's gonna how much a down pay, like yeah the down payment yeah. for for the house is gonna be. And he goes by the way, call me Sam. She's been calling him Mister Field in private mm-hmm. all along. Yes. And Susie said, "Call me well, Sam." 
You see the three servants in the background. <laughs> those heads jerk up. Hawthorne and Annie and the cook. Yeah. Like, the heads just jerk. They, like, all three just, like, they were all looking down doing something. And that gets said. And you just get, like, because they're in, uh, out of focus behind the situation that's yeah. going on. They're in the background. And you just see all three of them immediately, like, what? Yeah. It's amazing. It's, like, at the same time, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's precision. And because it's Annie, so choice. And we've already started seeing Annie's dumb as a bedpost. Oh, my she's so Because. Dumb. Like when they're first, Kidnapping is first showing up. He's going over the with the servants what they need to be saying. Like, he's yeah. like, like what, "What time do I come home for dinner? You, you don't, don't come, come home." home. Like Annie, uh, Annie. <laughs> it's like six, six o'clock. You never miss dinner with your wife and daughter. Yeah, you yeah, your family. yeah. So, so she, she's a little dumb. Yeah, and she gets dumber as this movie goes on. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Um, but so so yeah, the, the three of them is just great. Like that that I had to put that in. So I was like that the yeah. servant acting. Yeah, yeah. It's so good in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like I I love I love this little exchange because the the like as soon as they are out of Del Campo's eye or earshot, they like they immediately go back to calling each other Mr. Field and Miss Russell. Yeah, so now it's Sam and, and Kathleen. And, yeah, so now it's call me Sam. Yeah. And um and like from like this is where we have like he's up in his office like he's working on notes and like take like some dictations and and like going over you know this contract that they're going to be that they're gonna have drawn up and you just hear you know like you just hear the sounds of laughter from downstairs and and it's distracting and so he gets up and like he goes over, you know, to look over the railing. Probably get on to him because he hears he, Zoe mostly. Yeah, he mostly hears Zoe, and you know, then he looks over and and there's you know Kathleen is sitting in front of the fire, like actually popping popcorn over the fire, and she's she's at the wheel, uh, uh, spinning the twister yeah, wheel, yeah, spinning spinning the wheel while Zoe and Senor Del Campo play Twister. And, you know, like, and they're, they're just laughing and, you know, Zoe wins because Del Campo falls over and like, they're just laughing and having a great time. And, you know, and Zoe sees Sam standing up there and just yells, come play with us. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just like, oh no, 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 no. I'm, I've got work to do. Yeah. Like I've got work to do. And, you know, Del Campo is, is basically like, you know, oh, well, you know, there's, there's more to life than works in your field. Once again, flexing those matchmaking muscles, Mr. Del Campo. Yep. And, you know, and Kathleen is, you know, she kind of teases him. She's like, well, what are you scared? You'll have a little fun. And, you know, and then we have like him coming downstairs. He was like, okay, I'll play. And, and, and Zoe's like, like, mommy, you play. No, no, no. I, I want to spin the wheel, mom. Yeah. I want to spin the wheel. And, and so, like, they kind of, you know, between Del Campo and Zoe, they, like... Well, and he's, like, it, 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 it's yeah. his, like, it's, it's Sam's, like, little tease of, what, you're afraid you're gonna have some fun? Yeah. That, like, prompts her to be, like, okay, fine, yeah. let's go. And, and of course, because, like, Twister needs to be utilized more. It is underutilized. It absolutely, like, I, sorry, I heard somebody talking about, um, I heard somebody, was, like, on a podcast, they were talking about board games, and, um... And they were talking about, they were talking about, like, uh, somebody brought up, like, would you consider Twister a board game? And they're like, like, well, you know, it's got, like, the biggest board of all. It's, it's like, no, like, Twister is not a board game. Like, Twister is foreplay. It's like, just cut the foreplay and get to it. And I, like, wow. I could not stop laughing. And it was like, watching this again, and I'm like, and seeing, like, how close they are to uh-huh. each other. And, like, they're literally, like, their faces are inches away from each other. Yeah. And I'm just like... 
Oh yeah, they were kind of right. <laughs> well, and, and Twister leads the two of them to start physically being more comfortable with each yes. other because we haven't seen that physical comfort yet. Mm-hmm. We start seeing it more and more, the physical closeness as the, like, and they're within yeah. like an inch of kissing yeah, and, and she like, loses this, her balance. This, this, this is where like, once again, we, we get a little bit of like the feels zoom yeah. of like, of, of soft of, music. Yeah. Of, of a moment where they're, it's kind of clear. Like they're both having that sort of wait. <laughs> what is, what is this feeling? <laughs> there's there's something here that wasn't there before, yes. for sure. Yes, absolutely. And and so yeah, that I was like, Twister leads to closeness. Is all I put in my notes. And and we have the very observant Senor Del Campo. <laughs> yeah, because like it like because you know Kathleen falls down and then like Sam falls down next to her and like and it's he's so happy because like he won. And you can tell Sam does not do these kind of no, things. Like, he like, just doesn't. Th- 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 you this find is out something, later other stuff. But. Yeah, like, you find out later, like, reasons why. But it almost, because that this is something that would be frivolous to his normal life. Yeah. And, you know, like, his normal life doesn't allow for these sorts of, of you know, little amusements. Yeah. And and so to have this, and, like, I love that it kind of cuts over to to Del Campo and just sort of the... Like, Hector says, like, so much, like, with his face. Yes. Because, like, when you think of, like, he really doesn't have, like, tons of dialogue in this movie. This movie is full of face acting. It really is. Between Hawthorne and Hector, Hawthorne and, and Del Campo, Campo and Sam. Yes. Because Sam has a Dude, lot to do. McCormick is so good with that. Yeah, Eric McCormick has a lot to do with just his face. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you've seen Will and Grace, you know he can do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, it's... It's not as nuanced on there. Like I, I say, not as nuanced. Yeah. Like you don't get, you never get closer than like a mid shot on yeah. on sitcoms. Usually, like uh, with with Will and Grace. Yes. I was like I know that's not the rule for all sitcoms. For all sitcoms, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm with I was you. like, as soon as I said that, I'm like, nope. How I Met Your Mother blew that rule right out of but, the water. But with like with Will and Grace, you never really get closer than like a mid shot, and yeah. so you don't get the close ups on that face acting. Yeah, and but he, he's so like. Moments of nuance in this are just so right. The, yeah, because uh, because like him looking at Kathleen and Zoe at different points in the movie, you can see this dude falling for these people. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's insane. Like it's so good. I love it because you can see it in Hallmark movies sometimes. Some face actors are really good. Some are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't like. There's just certain actors that just don't. They're good actors. They mm-hmm. just don't. They just don't do that. Like, I don't know how else to explain yeah. it. Well, like, you, like, compare, comparing that with, like, the Luke McFarlane movie that we watched. It was, mm-hmm. like, the Mistletoe Promise or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, we're once again, like, it's a contract for fake dating. Woohoo! Yeah, we love it, people. We really do. And... Send us all the fake dating things. <laughs> so, so many fake dating. But, you know, like, in, in that, like, as we both know, like, because we're both fans of Killjoys, like, Luke McFarlane, like, is an insane person, like, when it comes to, like, emotional acting. Dav. It's so, like, watch Killjoys, people. Yeah, that's the other, that's the other sci-fi recommendation from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Killjoys. Killjoys and Travelers. Go yes. watch them. But, but yeah, like I, like, I remember being, like, really, really impressed with that one. That was the one, like, the, like, probably, like, what was it, like... 2015 like, or 16? 2016, I think. Yeah, one, like, there's no, like... I don't remember if it was new that year or not. <laughs> it may have been an older one, but, but yeah. yeah. we we watched it, like, two or three years ago, and yeah. that was the first time, like, in recent years that we were actually impressed yeah. with it. Like, with, with, with a Hallmark-type movie, and we were just like, 
wow, like this is actually like well acted. Yeah. And, and like, it just like completely changed the game and rewatching this. It was like, well, no, like it started out that way. It's just that a, a lot of people started looking at them as throwaway. Mm-hmm. I got to pay my mortgage. I got to get through this. Like somebody said, I'm, I've been listening to this podcast a lot lately. <laughs> I apologize. But deck the hallmark. Uh, yes. They were talking about the Christmas train mm-hmm. and they said, you could tell is it was Dermot Mulroney in that. I think. Yep. Okay. You could tell he was there for the paycheck, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and you, even in interviews with him, you could they said you could tell that. Yeah, and absolutely, I think that's the case. You can tell when someone is there for a paycheck and when someone cares about the work they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not everybody's a great actor, and sometimes the scripts aren't great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mistletoe Promise, we both like it, but it's not perfect. Like, there, no, it's, it's, not. it's missing some stuff for sure. And then this movie, but this movie, I don't think misses anything. No, that's it the, that's what makes this one so special. Yeah, like this was a ninety-one minute TV movie, yes, and it tells a whole story, and like, multiple it, whole stories. It tells a tight story too. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have any like extraneous plots that don't make any sense. Like there aren't any like dangling threads at the end. No, they're like. You know, and it ties everything up into a bow. I'm like, does it mean like there aren't like still questions? No. Yeah. You know, not everything is resolved. You know, like like you said, there. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know it's not perfect, but it still does a like it does a good job for a Christmas TV movie. It is hard for me right. to find a more perfect movie than this. Agreed. But you know, we have so then we have Del Campo is actually gone for the night. Yeah, uh, Dave took him out to dinner. Dave took him out to dinner. Yeah. And this is the first time we get any real tension in the family, in the yeah. new little family. And it's because Zoe has gotten into the office. She's playing at Sam's and desk. His office is completely open. There's no doors or anything on it. And she's a seven-year-old. So she's found his desk. She's playing with the paper clips. He gets her off the desk. She goes and starts playing with like this antique toy train he has. Mm-hmm. He says it's not a toy. And then Kathleen comes in and he goes, how do you get her to listen to you? Zoe, you're not allowed to come in here anymore. Okay, that that's not no. going to work on Zoe. I'm just going to tell you that right now. No. And like, she, because she's distractedly playing with the seltzer bottle and going, okay. Well, and like even at the beginning of the movie when she climbs a tree, Kathleen is not the one who got her out it's, of the tree. It's, it's the neighbor Bridget. Yeah. It's the neighbor Bridget that babysits her and goes, Kathleen, or not Kathleen, Kathleen Zoe, Zoe Russell, you get out of that tree right now. And yeah. she climbs down. And so, yeah, like, like Kathleen is, because of uh, having to be both parents, Kathleen is sometimes too lenient with, with Zoe. A little bit. And that, I mean, that happens. Like, oh, that's yeah, not, absolutely. I like the fact that Kathleen's not a perfect parent. No. I like, the, like, I love that. How many movies do we get where the, the parent is either, by the end of the movie, they're a perfect parent. I don't yeah. feel that way in this movie. No, like she feels like a real mom. Yeah, these feel like more like real people than most Hallmark yeah. movie type well, situations. And, and she, like, she feels like a mom who works hard, who works hard and does everything. Literally, her mantra in life is "everything is for Zoe." Yes. At this point. But yeah, so Zoe drops the seltzer bottle. But before she does well, that, even like, yeah. well, I was gonna say, like, b- before, like, before we even get to to the stuff that gets broken, yeah. When, you know, she, when she has, you know, she's messed with all the paper clips and stuff on Sam's desk and he comes in and, and sits down and like, and he's trying to like clean, clean up the paper clips. You know, she, she says something and she's like, like, you don't really like kids, do you? And he's like, well, it's not that. Like, I just haven't really been around a lot of kids. And he's, and he has the line of, you know, like, it's like, you know, some people like broccoli and others just never develop a taste for it. And she's like, do you like broccoli? No, not really. It's, it's really yeah. a subtle moment. But yeah, and then he sees that she cut up all of his Cuban cigars. 
Yeah. Because, but why did she cut them up? Because Hawthorne says that smoking is bad for you. And that immediately, like, (laughs) got me. I was like, Hawthorne, you are a dick and I am on board. (laughs) Like, Hawthorne set this up. Great. Did he know the girl was going to cut up the cigars? No. Is he sad about it? Probably not. Um, but then she drops the seltzer bottle and sprays water all over everything, breaks. Well, yeah, like, first, you know, like, is she, he's telling her to, like, put, like, he's angry and, yeah. like, and telling her to, like, put that back. Yeah. And she sprays water all yeah. over the place. And then, like, there, there's more yelling. And then, like, that's when, like, she, she. Well, start, he goes to grab it from her. Yeah. And, then, like, and that's when, yeah, like, it, it gets broken. And she runs out crying, and oh, no, she runs, runs out, out. She runs out crying because of what he yells you're, at her. Yeah. He's like, "Why is it everything you touch gets broken?" You're not my daddy. Yeah, yeah. Also, he he was. That's probably not a thing he should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing if you're her actual parent and are, are in that that capacity to yell something like that at her, and then later go back and apologize. It's another thing when you're not related to her in any way, shape, or form. At this point, I mean, yeah, it's been, like, what, a week at this point that she's met this man? Maybe. I don't know. And so, yeah, so Kathleen goes, up uh, by, Takes the rings off, puts them on the desk, walks out the door with her daughter, because no one is treating yeah. that kid that way. Kathleen and goes, yeah. You gotta love the fact that Kathleen was willing to go, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, that. that's my kid, not your kid, and, mm-hmm. and you don't have any right to talk to anybody that way. Yeah. Let alone my daughter, and so we're not staying in this situation. Never mind the fact that this money is everything Kathleen needs. Yes. Zoe is first. Mm-hmm. Even though in in some ways staying is better for Zoe because she gets the money, no, Zoe is first. So they go home. It's it's one thing to like you know to to stay for the money and that be an improvement, but like it's also yeah. another like you know for Zoe to be treated that. Well, way. and I but I love that she she does that like. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I, I don't care. Bye. Nothing mm-hmm. you can say. Nothing you can do. I'm gone. Yeah. And so they go home. He shows up at the house. He, and he goes to Kathleen's apartment. Knocks on the door. I, he goes, I want to I say I'm sorry. And she goes, okay, I'm not the one you need to apologize yeah, to. Not to me, to Zoe. So he goes and apologizes to Zoe. And Zoe immediately, like, Zoe forgives him. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, she's a little upset about it. Mm-hmm. As a kid would be. But she also was a kid who wants to go back to that house. Yeah. She's like, can we go back to the house now? I was like, I can't remember, like, what, what he, he's like, he's like, Zoe, I'm sorry, I was, and, like, he's trying to find the word, and she's basically, like, dumb and stupid. He's <laughs> like, yes, yes, I'm sorry, I was so dumb and stupid. And, and, and she's like, I'm sorry I messed up your desk. She didn't say, she goes, I didn't mean to mess up your desk. And he's like, it's just water, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And you can tell he's touched that she apologized, basically, and yeah. returned to him. Yeah. Also, we missed the, the fact that, Je- that, that. Jerry is back in town, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We found that out, like, of. right before the fight. Because they pack up and go back to the house. Well, well, the... Jerry goes to... Jerry goes to... To, to Bridget. Yeah, he goes to the apartment, and he's knocking on the door. Kathleen's not there. Bridget is coming home. Uh-huh. And, and so he sort of, like, cons it out of Bridget... Like Bridget of you know like well where are they? I just they? want to see my daughter. I just want to see my daughter. And like and Bridget kind of gives him shit for it. I'm like yeah. oh like it's been six months and you finally show up. He thought it had been three months, which tells you even which is even worse. Such a scumbag. But so he is parked outside. Yeah, of like the because house. because he because Bridget tells him it's like well you know like she gave me an address in case of an emergency. Yeah, which you and I were both like why the fuck not a phone number. 
And also, why wouldn't you be calling her and going, hey, Jerry was here? Yeah. The first thing I do. But Uh-huh. Yeah, but so when when Sam plot is what yeah I mean. when Sam brings Kathleen and Zoe back to the house, Jerry is sitting across the street spine. Yeah, and that's also the, when he's at the house is also where Sam finds out Kathleen wanted to be an artist, but she got married. She had Zoe. Her husband left, and her, her priorities got put on hold. Yeah, her priorities shifted completely. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, "You know, you're a really good artist." The, the art's okay in that apartment. <laughs> you and I have agreed. It's like it's like sixteen different art styles. Which yes, people experiment with styles, but it's just weird. Yeah, it's a lot of different styles. But in some ways, it feels like somebody you know, like in some ways, like there are some that feel kind of like paint by numbers watercolors. Yeah, and like and others, it's you know, it's like sketches and yeah, it and feels this like, is not bad. It feels like set dressing. It's one of the things. Yes, it really. It's does. one of the things in this movie where it's, they cropped budget because they yes. could. They had to crop it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You got Roma Downey. You got to crop your budget somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah so, it definitely feels like set dressing. Yeah. So they go back to the house and Jerry sees what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Jerry is a, that's the moment for me where, you know, Jerry is worthless because yes. he had the option of going up right that moment and seeing his daughter. He could see her. She was in front of him. If she was what he was there for, there was his opportunity. Uh-huh. And he stayed in the car. Because that's not what he cares about. Nope. He loves her in his own way, I think. He loves her because of what he gets out of it. Yeah. Yes. I'll give you that. I like that. Yeah. Overall, the fight is over pretty quickly. It's only a few hours. But it's very important few hours. Mm-hmm. So. After this, we get more of Jerry being a garbage human. And he's dumped the post. Yes. Because, basically, it's like, like Jerry shows up and is like, kind of questioning Annie what's going on and because Annie's dumb as a post she assumes that that Jerry is the police well we decided that she's Amelia Bedelia she really is if you ever read the Amelia Bedelia books as a kid or if you rather if you didn't read them she is Amelia Bedelia is a character who literally takes everything literally yeah that's just the way she is. So yes. the books are really funny. I showed you the creepiest, like most funny thing ever. Like in Eldritch Horror. Yes. That comic was so hilarious. Yeah. But and honestly, the woman kind of looks like a Mabedelia. <laughs> she does. Because Mabedelia has like a long face and it, it's just one of those things. Right. You laughed so hard when I, I said that. I never put it together. <laughs> it was perfect. But yeah, so she's pretty dumb. So when he tells her, when she asks, are you a cop? It's illegal what they're doing, isn't it? Or I knew it had to be illegal. Yeah, I knew it had to be illegal what they were doing. No. It's illegal for like, someone to say that someone they're married to someone they're not? No, it's they're not. They're not running, like, a tax scam or something. Like it's They're not just, claiming on their taxes. It's yeah. It's two and a half weeks. Not even a half a week. It's just yeah. It's two it's, weeks. It's two weeks. That's all it is. Like, for two weeks, she's his live-in wife. Like, I mean, and, for and all she, you know. And so she, like, this pisses me off so much because Annie says, like, oh, are you at the police? Like, I knew what they were doing was wrong. He's like, yes, ma'am, plain clothes. And just, yeah. and goes, and he's like, so, like, tell me about your boss. Like, oh, Mr. Field, he owns Field Industries and, and all of this. And you can almost and see you, the dollar sign. Yeah, you, you hear the cash registered to change. Yeah, if he were a cartoon character, there would be, he would have dollar signs for eyes mm-hmm. at the end of that conversation. Yep. And, so, yeah, so then. We, Ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> Donner, Donner. <laughs> like, okay, this is something we haven't talked about. The, the almost, like sibling antagonization between 
between Dave and the seven-year-old. He's the annoying uncle. <laughs> like, he is 100%. Like, you buy that relationship from the moment she picks on him at the dinner table. Well, like, she's and like a seven-year-old kid. She's looking at him, and he's, like, kind of towering over her at this dinner table. And she's like, you have hairs in your nose. And he's like, well, so do you. Do not. Do too. Like, immediately devolve into children yeah. squabbling. And, and we have this. They're at an outdoor ice rink. Mm-hmm. And... And there, you know, there's Christmas decorations mm-hmm. out, and there's one that's sort of like a little, like, animatronic reindeer. Mm-hmm. And and Zoe is just, like, being, like, a little kid, and, like, she's petting this fake deer. And and Dave walked, I was like, I bet that one's Donner. And she's like, it's Donner. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Donner. He's like, Donner? We learned about it in school. Donner are the people who ate each other. What seven-year-olds learned that in school, seriously, other than, like, you? <laughs> My husband and I both said that. Yeah, I know. Because I'm a macabre freak. <laughs> but, but And you would have learned it in school. I could see, like, your dad telling you the story, honestly. It probably would have been, like, some horrible, like, History Channel special that yeah. I watched when nobody else was home. But yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was a latchkey kid with access to HBO. I saw yeah. a lot of shit I shouldn't have seen. Exactly. But. <laughs> but, yeah, the seven-year-old knows what the daughter party is. Like, right. that's just. Wow. And so, like, you know, they're having this whole squabble back and forth. And finally, like, Zoe just, like, runs off. And Sam is like, she's right, you know. It's Donder. He's like, I hate that kid. <laughs> like, you hired her. Yeah. And like, then he just gets this big grin. Like, yeah, Sam. Sam has Sam is slowly but surely falling just in adoration of Zoe. Yes, like, it's like he. They had their their issues early on, like still figuring each other out, and then yeah. since he yelled at her, they they there is a they have a respect for each other now. Yes. And they both see that they're not perfect people. And, like, mm-hmm. that's probably the, the first time an adult has apologized to her. Yeah. So, probably. and it was a man who she does not have. I mean, I'm just, this is weird. I'm going, like, psychology on this. But the only man in her life is Jerry. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about Jerry's a garbage human being. Mm-hmm. Jerry has never been sincere with her a day in his life. Nope. And so for someone to sincerely apologize... Yeah, and, and he meant it. Even if they didn't come back to the house, he didn't even bring up going back to the house. No. That was all Zoe. Yeah, because yeah, Zoe's the one who says, "Can we go back to the house?" Don't get me wrong; he's got the wedding rings in his pocket and is totally ready for this, yes. and was going to come around to it. Yeah, but I, I believe his apology to Zoe was sincere mm-hmm. because of the things he went through with his own father. You buy that, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, so then they're ice skating. Yeah, and we get. <laughs> You know, like, like Kathleen and Zoe are like very competent on the ice, and you know they get you know Senor Del Campo out there, and he's skating, you know, with like with Kathleen and Zoe, and he points out, he's like, you know, Zoe, like it looks like your father needs a little help. Zoe's about to get the whole angel; like she's trying to reveal the whole angel thing again. Yes, that's right. I and, forgot. And he's like, Zoe, go over there. Your father needs your help. Yeah, and and we see Sam is like very much struggling to to stay upright on the ice, and yeah. he's clinging to like a guardrail. So she goes over and teaches him, and this is a, such a cute. Like, I'll catch you. I promise. Like I'll catch you. It's okay. I'll catch you. I promise. And he just kind of gets this like, you promise, huh? <laughs> so that makes him try. Like yeah. this little girl is going to try to catch him if he falls. Well, that means he can't fall. Like yeah. he's got to, he's got to be there. Yeah. And so she, she's like, like, it's funny. Like he's kind of like holding onto her shoulder and he's still kind of like, he's like Bambi. Yeah. And, and she's like, okay, first thing, like straighten your ankles. And so you like, we see him kind of like wobbling a little bit and like gets himself righted and she's like okay now skate <laughs> like that's all there is well, I did, to well, like, we, we flash over to see kathleen and del, del campo, campo kind of uh skating around and mm-hmm. 
And she's like, Zoe can't believe I never fall. And he's like, you do seem very confident, self-assured on the ice. And then magically makes her fall. Yeah, there's like like magic wind chime music happening. And then like, I love it because like they weren't really even moving. They were standing there talking. And then all of a sudden like she's like pinwheeling her arms and is like on her ass. If dude had had a cane, I would have just thought he stuck it somewhere like behind her. But magically he made her fall mm-hmm. but that's the moment where kathleen loses control mm-hmm. like gel campo is forcing her to he goes maybe you shouldn't be so self-confident essentially yeah, like, like, maybe you shouldn't like uh not self-confident that's the wrong word it's self-assured self-assured what, yeah, yeah that's what he says yeah don't be so self-assured because that's the thing about kathleen she is 100 percent sure of what she's doing and that it's right and this is mm-hmm. all that's going to matter yeah and so yeah that that's the moment that's starting to twist for her now everything's starting to kind of turn right and and we also get like it's it's a great little moment of uh of Sam is kind of he's about like five feet away from Zoe and she's just got her arms out wide and she's like come on skate to me and and he's just like he finally like he he does he manages to like skate over those few feet and then kind of like drops down and like she hugs him and it's adorable but they. Um, and she goes, now watch me. Yeah. Like every seven year old, like every, ever. every child and like, and goes, goes skating off and he kind of makes his way back, back to the edges. And we see this, you know, very attractive young girl. She kind of resembles the woman that, that, left he, the, that left earlier in the movie. Yes. And, uh, and kind of comes skating up to him and, and says, uh, you know, like, Hey, would you like to go around again? Clearly and flirting, clearly flirting. And, and he kind of, like, he kind of gives her a once over and you can see kind of thinking about it. And as you said, like, this woman appears to be very much his type. Yeah. And, and we see him, like, he takes off. He kind of glances towards Zoe first. Yeah, he does. He glances towards Zoe and Kathleen and sees them playing. No, he just sees, he just sees I thought Zoe it was Kathleen I, behind watching that's, everything happen. That's right. That's, Zoe, he's that's just right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. look in the direction, Zoe. And Del Campo's over there, too. Yeah, and... And but I love it. Like he take he takes off his glove. First he says no before he gets the glove off. To be fair, yeah, he he says no and he takes his gloves off. He's like, I think I'll sit this one out. And like the the girl sees his wedding ring and immediately is going and immediately skates off. And he looks at the wedding ring. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, huh? Like you can see this look on his face. Like I am unsure of what I currently right. feel. And yeah, it's and we get um, you know, Kathleen kind of comes over and says, it looks like we're cramping your style. And he's like, oh. Her? No. She's not my type. She's anyway. not my type anyway. And and, she, and I love Kathleen, you know, just kind of saying like she kind of gives him this look and she's just like very plaintively says, Tell me you didn't want to skate with that girl. And and like he doesn't like he doesn't really deny it, but like he like they kind of change the subject. And and it's during this that, you know, we we find out, you know, like Kathleen does not really trust. Yeah, he's like, are you this? Yeah. Are, are you this hard? Are you something about you always this hard to trust or yeah. hard to get, get gain your trust or whatever? She goes, I didn't used to be. Yeah, and you get the idea that Jerry was probably not the most faithful of husbands. It doesn't t- say it outright, but for me, that's the wink it, and the nod. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the wink and the nod that tells you that Jerry's a great big bag of dicks, which we know already. Yes, but so I then just, the, I want to light him on fire. We're tucking it. <laughs> the little girl. This is my probably one of my favorite scenes. The whole movie. Oh, my hands too. down. It like it gives me all the feels that that exist. Yes. And like, <laughs> watching you like clutch your chest and just like, huh? Like what? I, I love it's, it. It's one of the reasons why I love watching movies with you so much. But so, basically, Kathleen is tucking in 
uh, Zoe to bed. Tucking Zoe into bed, And Zoe whispers in her ear, I want Sam to tuck me in. Mm -hmm. And Sam is waiting at the door, so he puts his drink down and walks in, which I appreciated that, too, that he puts Mm -hmm. the drink down before he goes in. Yeah. And she's like, she wants you to tuck her in goodnight. So he goes in and leans down, and she's like, I want to tell it. Like, they start talking. He asks Mm -hmm. who the picture is. And, you know, it's her dad and my real dad. He, where is oh, where is he? Oh, he's a he's, he's an, an astronaut. astronaut. That's why he and mommy got divorced because his job because takes had, him so yeah, far away. He has to be so far away for work. He's an astronaut training, and he's like, oh, okay. And he, like you could, he he lets her have this. Yeah, and I love that he lets her have that mm-hmm. lie. And then it comes down to she tells him like they talk about her dad a little bit more. The, and yeah, then, like this this is a line that like broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Where you know she where Zoe says. Uh, you know, for like for my birthday, like my mom, my mom bought a gift and I know it was really from her, but she said it was for my dad. And he's just like, Oh, well, how do you know that? She's like, I'm seven. I'm not stupid. Yeah, and she's asking to keep it a secret from mom. Yeah. She doesn't want to hurt her mom and let her know that she knows. Yeah. Which just breaks and, your and, heart. And the thing, you know, and the, Kathleen's and listening. Kathleen is kind of eavesdropping at the door and she's crying. Yes. And, and like that was <laughs> like, you know, as as somebody who had divorced parents, like that was a line that like kind of hit me, like hit me in the chest. Well, and then there's the whole next part of the conversation yeah. where she talks about how she's clumsy and daddy's call her butterfingers. Like, oh, the other line that kills me of like, you know, what did I do that was so bad that he had to leave? And do you think if I wasn't so clumsy, he would have, he, he would have stayed and he's just like, no, she's like, well, maybe I'm just not lovable. And Sam, I, I wrote this one down. He's like, no, some people, you're, you're really lovable, Zoe. Some people are just really good at loving other people. And some people aren't. No yeah. one ever showed them how, like I showed you how to skate. Yeah. And like that, he yeah. doesn't talk down to her. He explains it to her in a he's, way she can understand. Ha- like, that's the thing that <sighs> I appreciate the most is that. You know, they, they never do that thing of, like, they, you know, she's a kid, so they never, like, they never treat her like she's an adult, mm-hmm. but they treat her as, like, a tiny human being, like, who is deserving of respect. I would say of all the characters in this movie, he talks down to her the least. Right. Even her mother talks down to her some. Right. Because she's doing the whole, like, I'm I'm feeling guilty because my, my ex-husband isn't around to be a good dad. Yeah. So she has a little bit more, like, like I said before, she puts up with a little bit more. She lets mm-hmm. her get away with a little bit more. But she also talks down to her just a she little does. bit. Not a lot. It's it's a thing that I have seen mm-hmm. sets of parents do. Like, you know, where I have seen, you know, the like, where I have seen a mom essentially babying their child and like, you know, talking cutesy and everything. And the dad is just like, no, go play. Yeah. You know, but so then Sam tells her a story. He's like, I yes. have a secret. Can you keep a secret for me? And she said, yeah, I'm really good at keeping secrets. So he tells her the baseball glove story about his dad. His mm-hmm. dad got in a baseball this glove. This is some, like, it's, it's ridiculous. This is some Howard Stark level parenting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's the, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Oh my god! <laughs> Basically, he didn't have a glove that fit, and so when he and his dad played catch, because his, his dad wanted him to be good at sports ball. Yeah, because his dad was was a baseball, baseball player, player in college, and so they're playing catch, and he can't catch it, and he can't catch it, and his dad's getting more and more frustrated with him, and so finally, his dad throws one more, and he goes, "And I prayed to God to catch this ball," and she goes, "What happened? No, did my, you catch it? Did you catch it? It hit my glove." But the glove slipped. But I couldn't it was, hold on. It was too big. I couldn't hold on. That's not. And Zoe immediately, as a ch- only a child, yeah, it's like, well, it's not your fault. The glove was too big. That's not fair. And 
And he, he's like, that was it for catch. Like we never played again. Yeah. And he's like, I've never told anyone that story. And it's just this still small and voice that McCormick uses. Like, yeah. I was, oh. that's the point that I was just about to make. It's like, it's, it's almost like ridiculous. Like, here's the thing. Like he's pouring so much, like he's putting so much emotional energy into this scene. And there's a part of me that's thinking, dude, this is a TV movie. You can back it up just a little bit. So there's a part of me going, you're talking to a seven year old dude. Yeah. Pull it back. Yeah, I know. Pull like up, that, that was, that was going to be my next part. Like you're talking to a child. It's okay. To be fair, I guarantee that like for all of like for all of his shots, like he was just talking to somebody off camera. Oh yeah. So. Cause she couldn't have been on set that long. Yeah. So it's like so like there's part of me that I'm like, dude, like you, you can ease up on the acting. But you never you never really see like the effort that goes into it. Like you know, it like you can't it, like on the one hand, I'm like, you are working very hard for like what is like for just a like made for TV Christmas movie. Like you're putting in too much effort. But you don't you don't see the effort come across in yeah. the acting. It's like it feels genuine. Yeah, it feels like we talked about this before. It feels like real people. Yes. And so and then he tells her, I've never told anyone that story before. And that that's why it's so intense and mm-hmm. so quiet there, is he's never Mm-mm. talked about this with anybody. Which you immediately... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I very quietly whispered, it's like, you should have told it to a therapist, but okay. But, <laughs> but hey, it's out now. <laughs> yes. It's a thing. It's done. But yeah, so... And then he tucks her in. Which, well, like no, because uh, they, they do like the, the, the way yeah. the way that the button ends, like or the way that like the button on the scene is, you know, he's like, well, I've never told anybody that before. And she's like, like I won't tell anybody. Honest, like cross my heart and hope to die. And he's like, yeah, I stick a thousand needles in my eye. I know, I know, I, know. I remember, I remember. I like any little of, accent. That yeah, like I remember, I remember. And you know, like and he kind of you know, like they have like the a tickle. He yeah, he her. has like a little you know like tickle moment, and then you know like and then like she you know tucks down into bed, and and that's somewhere you know, like he late, but like, you know, they have a hug. Yeah. She yeah. Like him. she, like, it's not just like, like she launches herself. And he just him. genuinely holds her. Yeah. Like, and, and like you see the look on his face of how, mm-hmm. how much this moment means to him. Yes. And how much this moment means and, and, to Zoe. And like, once again, we get a feel zoom. Well, and he it's, and Zoe have now bonded over yeah. mutual, mutual daddy issues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that Zoe understands that that's what they bonded over, but that's what they bonded over. Yeah. She now knows that other people understand where she's coming yes. from. Yes. And how which, important which is, is that for a kid? It's like, so important. That is so, like, to me, that's just such a good thing to do in this movie to show that, yes. that they have this connection because they have something in common. Mm-hmm. Not because he's in love with her mother, because there's so many Christmas movies and, and Lifetime movies and Hallmark movies, whatever, where the kid is there and they're cutesy, but he only falls in love with the kid because he's already in love with the parent. Mm-hmm. And that is not what happens here no. at all. Or you fall in love with the parent because you're in love with the kid. And I don't feel that way with this either. No. It's, it's a simultaneous. Yeah, it's the simultaneous. He thing. loves what they represent mm-hmm. and what they could be to him as much as he loves the individual mm-hmm. person for each of them. Yes, and I love that. Like I don't know what it is about it, but it, it's that heart that we talked about that sometimes mm-hmm. other movies don't have. But yeah, so then he goes outside, and this is my other like one of my other favorite things with Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's that putting her daughter first. She knows there's something between them. You can't tell me that she's not aware of that already. Mm-hmm. And he wraps like a blanket around her. She's outside freezing. And she basically asks him to back off a little bit from yeah. Zoe because Zoe is getting really attached. Well, and and I love it because he, you know, like they're having, you know, like they're just kind of there in in the quiet for a second, and you know, and Sam, you know, Sam says, you know, can I ask like where's your dad? And she's like, who knows? 
and she tells him the truth about and, the dad. And he, yeah, and she tells him the truth. And he's like, you know, Jerry's somewhat of a con artist, and and explains everything. And like, you can just see him getting visibly upset. Yeah, and you know, and he very angrily says, you know, like, you know, somebody should make him come back. And she's like, you can't make somebody be a parent, Sam. Like, you should understand that. And and that's when that's when she tells him what I had mentioned before mm-hmm. of. You know, it's been six months since Jerry saw since Jerry saw Zoe, and and that you know he calls when he remembers, and mm-hmm. and and the whole thing that I mentioned before about her wait, like Jerry saying that he was going to come through town and he wanted to see her, and then she fell asleep at the window waiting for him. Yeah, and. And, you know, it's like, he's always just kind of passing through her life. And, and she tells Sam, you know, you're just passing through her life, too. And like, so, so she's getting too attached. You need to, she doesn't say distance yourself, but she says don't encourage it. Yeah. Because she knows that at the end of the day, she's going to be the one picking up the pieces of her daughter again. Yep. And it so breaks her heart to do. Mm-hmm. And so she basically just asks him not to do it again because, like, not to get too close. Even though part of her wants it desperately for yeah. Zoe. But part of her is like, we're leaving after this. Like, yeah, like I have to keep it's that it's that whole like self assuredness. Mm-hmm. I have to keep my eye on this is the thing that is going to happen. And nothing else that is going to take like she got her blinders on. Yep, nothing else is going to stop this. This we're going to get this house. We're going to finish this, and that's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Cut contact. Move on. Yeah. And at this point, I don't think he feels that way at all. Mm-mm. At this point, he wants them in his life. Like, because you have that moment where he's watching them dance together at the at the ice skating rink right mm-hmm. before this. And and he, and like Senora Del Campo. Senor. Senor. No, Senor. <laughs> <laughs> kind of flipped there. Senor Del Campo tells him basically how lucky he is to, mm-hmm. to, to that effect. And, and yeah, like you have this moment where he looks at them and knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that he could have that, like the life he could have with them is better than anything he could have. Cause he kind of looks back at, um, cause at that point, uh, douchebag Dave has moved in <laughs> on the, the girl who asked him to like, skate. Yeah. He's even doing the lean. Like he's fully moved in. Dave's such a dirt bag. And so he kind of looks back between the two and you can see that moment where he, he, almost wants to reach out and grab this other thing for himself. Mm -hmm. He's still terrified of it. Yep. But he almost, like, he can see why people do it now. Mm -hmm. And so for her to say, you're just passing through his life, her life. Oh, it's kind of a gut punch moment for him. Yeah. It's, it's a harsh realization because the reality. Yeah. And cause you, it's almost like, you know, he's gotten used to having them there. Yeah. And so and it's not even been a full two weeks. It has to it. He's gotten used to having them there. And so now he's suddenly realizing like, they're not going to be a permanent fixture. Yeah. Well, and then the next day he, they're at, out to lunch with Del Campo. It's him and Dave. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they're going over the merger or the, the sale or whatever. And they're kind of laughing. They're smiling. Mm-hmm. Waiter comes up, hands a note to Sam. Sam reads it, goes stone faced. Like, Mm-hmm. I know Jerry doesn't get punched in this movie, but <laughs> Jerry needs to be run over by a car. Don't you wish just a little? Oh, it would have. I can't tell you how satisfying it would have been for me to have Sam like punch the shit and out of This is the only place it could have happened where it wouldn't have been in front of Zoe. <laughs> I know. I believe that fully someday he punched that guy when when Zoe wasn't around. But, or Kathleen punched him and, Zoe, and he just like stood yeah, back and clapped. We have uh, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry basically, like, 
laying everything out on the table and like it's like so you know i'm not entirely sure like what's going on you know like kathleen and zoe like there's they you know they haven't moved out of their apartment but suddenly they're living with you and you're not married to kathleen Kathleen. and zoe's definitely not your daughter yeah and basically like wouldn't it be bad if this javier del campo because he does a weird like javier he doesn't say javier he says hobby yeah del campo found out that 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 wasn't your family Mm -hmm. and and like, Sam, like, and, like, and he says something about it. He's like, you know, like, I'm just not sure how I feel about you moving into my wife and daughter. Ex-wife. Like, he was immediate he, with that ex. He's yes. like, uh-uh. That's oh, my yeah, girl yeah. now. Well, and, and, <laughs> Coming for and, your girl. <laughs> and, Sam, and Sam just kind of looks at him and just kind of, like, flabbergasted. Like, he knew the dude was a blackmailer, or was a con artist, but he's you know, like... like Sam, like... Sam, Sam goes cold. Like, he yes, is stone-faced. Like, Sam goes cold, and, like, you... And, like... And now, like, it really, like, now he's doing, like, he is in his element. Like, he is making a business transaction now, and he's, and he just says, how much? And Jerry says, well, somewhere north of 10, somewhere south of 20. Let's make it 20. But you don't get to see, don't yeah. contact them until for the holidays. Yeah, don't contact them until after Christmas. And he goes, well, they're my family. I'll do what I want to do. He goes, then you, basically, you won't get the money. Yeah. And he kind of, like, he walks out of the thing. But the look on Sam's face, like, he gives that, like, Catholic grin. How much? Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you want? And I, I yeah. know what you're about. And, like, but part of him is so, like, even though he is smiling, you can see it in his eyes. His eyes are cold. If he could murder someone yeah. with a, with eyes, this dude would not, Absolutely. Would not exist He's, anymore. like, he'd be vaporized. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's gotten that worked out. The Jerry situation is handled now. Mm-hmm. And... And then Kathleen finds out. Kathleen finds out about the deal. That, that it's a that sale. It, that it's not a merger. That it's a sale. That everything is going to be, like, all everything is going to Mexico. And the plant will effectively be shut down. Like, everybody's going to get laid off. And so she, understandably, because this is her livelihood, flips out. Mm-hmm. And this is her friend's livelihood. She has so many people. And Sam has already made it very clear she's going to be taken care of. Yes. Like, there's nothing for her. And she's not worried about herself anymore. She's worried about everybody else at the back. And so so that's when we get her throwing the party on the floor of the Fields factory. I have some problems with this. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> Which, again, having, having worked in a factory. And I understand that, that this is more of like a shipping warehouse. Yeah. Which I've worked in those. Um... It's a little bit more of a shipping warehouse. Having like the like a table, like a buffet essentially, like out on the floor, that I don't have a problem with because we did that like where I worked too. The problem that I have, okay, I have always assumed that what they were drinking, I was like, oh, I'm sure it's like a sparkling cider or something like that. And then this time I noticed that the pregnant woman has milk. Yep. And I went. Nope! That means they had booze on the floor. Because I'm like, you've got people driving forklifts. Like, yep. no. Like, no, this is a factory. <laughs> no. So much no. Because, like, I, okay, where I worked, there was a man who had a forklift accident and lost his leg. Yeah. It's like, it's not a joke. Like, he was, like, there was no drinking then. Yeah. It's like, these people are drinking champagne at a Christmas party while they are on the goddamn clock, and I have problems with it. But so, Kathleen <laughs> organizes a, not organizes, she gets her friend Carly, very much rehearsed. 
Yes. To come up and tell him why it's so important, why her job is so important, essentially, like what, what it means mm-hmm. for her. And so she's like, you know, I'm getting ready to go to nursing school, all thanks to this job. And, mm-hmm. you know, so then she kind of walks off. She, she's basically like, you know, another couple of months and I'll, and I'll have, I'll have saved up enough to go to nursing school. And she's and got, she's all, a single yeah, mother. Like all, all thanks to, you know, the, this, this job. Mr. And then she, you know, she kind of walks off and Kathleen points out, so-and-so has been here since the plant opened. She has just as much invested as you. So-and-so is getting ready to have a kid. And she really, she, she's like a month away from due, but she should really she be home. She should be home resting, but you know, she and her husband are trying to save up for the baby. Yeah, and they really are two income. They need a two income family. And, yeah, and so and so, and he he grabs her. This is once again the more physical side of things. He grabs her by the waist. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, when he took her to the room, he grabbed her kind of by the arm. Yes. Now he grabs her by like the arm and the waist, and like mm-hmm. w- sweeps her into the other room, or not the other room, but down a down an aisle. Mm-hmm. And they okay. So there's the bonding scene between Zoe and him. That mm-hmm. I love, and then there's this fight scene. It's a, it's a good fight. Like it's a legit fight. Like they yes they first to, they start out with good intentions and they end up crossing a line. Absolutely, and like and it's so good because like uh well it's like I love the, you know, she like she's you know she's telling him about all these people and she says like you know I just thought you would like to know some of these people before you yeah. take away their security yeah and. And he's like, basically, he does the whole Godfather. It's not personal; it's business. Yeah, and and, you know, and telling her, like, you know, we're going to have you know severance packages and like placement services and and all this and and like she she's not hearing him. Yeah. And, well, then they then then it starts coming back to them. Yes. To what they are to each other, and she basically says something about. Well, he, you know, he, like he basically says it's not personal; it's business. And she says, you know, like is that you or your father talking? Like you want his approval so badly, you can't see straight. But even before that, like yeah. he, he kind of almost physically pushed her up against the forklift, and this is this is a spark moment. Yeah, it's some heat. There, he there's her, some smolder because he looks at her. He says, "Tell me you don't think about me when you're laying in my bed at night, tossing and turning, wondering." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I do wonder, Sam. I feel so close to you. It scares me." And and then they go back to fighting. But that, like, that, that, that's a heat moment. Like, that moment between the two of them. Yeah. If Zoe oh. was not in the picture, they'd be making a Zoe right there. Because, like, well, and, 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 like, and I can't remember the line. Like, there's a part of me that wishes, like, we would have paused it, like, so we could actually yeah. get down the dialogue. Because this scene is good. It's so good. It really is. And so, like, she starts to walk off. Mm-hmm. And, and he, ba- you know, he basically says, and he's like, oh, it's like, so you're just walking away. And, you know, it's like, well, like, you know, I guess that's what you do is like, you know, cause you know, God forbid, like you let anybody get close to you is like, you know, like your last husband walked out and well, cause she, she's the thing about the dad in his face. And yeah. he's like, I guess this is why your husband left. Yeah. I can see now why your, your husband, husband left, left you. you. That's what it because was. Because you're so controlling and you're so this, I can see now why your husband, husband left you. And she just kind of tearfully is like, then why did he walk out on Zoe? Why do you walk out on Zoe too? And yeah. she is gone and he immediately knows that he stepped in it you know she was in the wrong too she shouldn't have been throwing dad in his face either mm-hmm. that was his like hot button trigger and then he hit hers yep and and it wasn't cool on either side and it's we haven't really talked because it, this is gonna as much as we love this movie this is gonna sound like you know i'm you know i'm dissing it or something there's only like a couple of moments where it really like we, we actually feel chemistry between yeah, there's Roma a lot of montage and stuff going there, on there's some montage and stuff happening but maybe it's because there is like zoe in the way mm-hmm. like we we don't really said we don't really get a lot there's you know like we talk about chemistry ad nauseum yeah. on this show but 
Roma and and Eric, like they aren't like to me, like they aren't a pair that like just have like a natural chemistry. Mm-hmm. But there are these moments. Mm-hmm. Like, where it just kind of explodes. And, like, for me, that moment when he's like, tell me you don't think about me. Like, he's almost whispering in her ear. Yeah. Like, for real. Zoe not around, they making a baby. Like like I said. Because it's happening. They're, like, it's a smolder, like, in in this scene. Like I love it. Yeah. And then, it's later in the day, and his his secretary asks she can go home early. She's got some birth, some Christmas presents. And he realizes, oh, crap, I didn't buy presents. He's like, shit. Like books it, and so we see him. The next thing we see is him putting together presents at that night by the fire, and down comes Kathleen, Kathleen and she with her with the own, with her own gifts that with she's stocking, got. Stuffers, yeah, yeah. stocking stuffers, yeah. And so she helps him put stuff together, and this is another one of those moments they both apologize to each other, yeah, like. Because, I mean, from from my side of it, the first time I watched it, or not even the first time I watched it, but most of the time, I always think he crosses the line and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah. She crosses the line, too. And she it, she allows herself to be called on it. Like, mm-hmm. that, once again, a thing that doesn't happen <laughs> in movies. I know. In fights, only one person is ever wrong. Mm-hmm. Not both people. I know. What? What is this? Well, and yeah. This is and, madness. And, and, if, and if, like, the audience knows that both people are wrong. It usually comes across that one person is apologizing to the other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, and in this, they both just quietly, he's, he starts it. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't know. She goes, no, we were, we were both wrong. I went too far too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And they kind of just smile at each other. Like that shows you that they can conflict manage if yes. they actually stay together. Cause they both know there's something between them. Like Agreed. it is a hundred percent obvious, especially from, even before the floor, but since the floor especially, mm-hmm. they know there's something there. It's just whether or not Kathleen can get over her fear. Exactly. And, and he can get over his own issues. Yeah. But biggest one being fear. Yeah. There, there's a couple, like a, a few moments kind of in this, um, cause this is something that I'm also a sucker for is like late night, com- like quiet mm-hmm. late night conversations. Mm-hmm. And this hits so many of that or hits so much of that because you know, we have, you know, Kathleen is, you know, like putting, you know, putting in like stocking stuffers and everything. And then, you know, she kind of like sits down next to him and helps him like, you know, without him asking. I know it's so good. And, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's impressed by, you know, the links that he's going to. And she says, you know, Senor Del Campo will be very impressed. He says, they aren't for Del Campo's benefit. It's for Zoe's. It's like, you know, I just want her to have, you know, really great Christmas. And I don't remember what leads into it, but but Kathleen tells this story of, you know, like, you know, when, like when I was a kid and I didn't have my my dad was a milkman, like my dad was a milkman. Like we didn't have a whole lot of money, you know, but every Christmas, like I got one big gift and one year he got me this paint set. She's like, and I loved it. Like I painted everything. This is like, I even painted the cat. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, you know, like it was, you know, it was like my favorite Christmas. And, you know, she says, you know, well, what about you? Like, what was your best Christmas? And he just like very quietly, like this one, and the look on her face, yes. the look on my face, like I mean, all, all of our faces. But then, so then she sits down next to him, helps him wrap the present mm-hmm. without him asking. Like, just yes. puts her finger on the ribbon. He doesn't have to. Like, I love I, that. Yeah, it's it's the domestic thing we've talked about right. ad nauseum. It's because, like, by this point, it's like they there. There's a song lyric that I love. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's from a Troy Baker song, and it's like um. And like it said, like the line says something about doing an absent-minded dance, like mm-hmm. you know, like a couple who's been together. Yeah, and it says something about like an absent-minded dance, and this is exactly what that feels like to yeah. me. 
of, you know, a point where like people don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just something like they start working in tandem together without realizing it. And I love it. And then in the movie, we get our almost kiss. Yeah. Well, and we also have like Sam, Sam admitting, you know, the, like the reason that he's avoided having a family for so mm-hmm. long is like, he basically has a fear of being a terrible father. And she tells him, yeah, I see you with Zoe. You like, would not be a bad father. Like you like, you'd be great at, and like, this is, that's what leads to yeah, the, the near like, kiss. Like they're leaning, they're leaning, they're leaning. Like Zoe has a nightmare. Like, yeah, they're like, there's like a hair's breadth, like between, between their lips. Like there's almost contact. Smush. Yeah. Nope. And, and so, yeah, and Zoe screams, yeah, like Zoe, Zoe screams, like, that's a really good, that's a pretty good scream too. Like she had a scary dream and yeah. And then you get the not the kid is not going to hear at all. Yeah, but she's like, says, I'm, I'm coming. coming Zoe. <laughs> and, but, but she's still in this moment and she's still yeah. trying to break free of it. So then we get Christmas morning. Zoe comes in and like screams in, in, in Sam's, Sam's ear. ear. Yeah. He falls off the cot. Like, Eric McCormick, we all know, physical comedy. He's great at it. He did not know he would go on to be in a sitcom that would last as long and, and come back and last even, even come longer, back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he didn't know that then, but we now know it. And so it's it's obvious where his comedic chops come in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then they rush downstairs and she rushes, looks around the tea and disappointment on Zoe's face. Yeah. Which has got to be a little sad for Sam. Because like, yeah. he worked really well, hard. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know like what she's looking She's looking for dad. She thinks dad's behind that tree. 100%. She thinks her dad's like, behind that tree. See, that's what I was always thinking. I was like, it's like, like she's looking for dad, but I'm like... like she, because yeah. she believes it's Christmas Day. She's yeah. in the house. Del Campo is there. She has been a good girl. Yeah, good point. Dad should be there. Yeah. So she's disappointed. And then Del Campo points out, we haven't opened your gifts. How you know you didn't get what you wanted? So she goes, okay, mine first. And you think, oh, okay, typical me first attitude. No, no, no. She picks up the gift she bought for Sam. Mm-hmm. And she got him a baseball glove. Like, and I, like, I love the moment because, and like, again, it's such a little kid thing because like Sam takes the box and he goes and he sits down on the couch and she like launches herself onto the couch and is laying on the arm of the couch <laughs> and like literally like she like her feet are up by the back of the couch yeah. like and her head is down on the arm and like she's got her chin like on her hands yeah and and it's like it's like you know my first and like gives him this and he's just he's like did he's like oh did you wrap this yourself she's like i did and just being so excited and he opens the box and there's just this stunned silence this is where my notes said face acting yes like his his face is a map of emotions yeah and and he is just so stunned and and then zoe like in true kid fashion just keeps rambling and she's like and this one fits you know how i know because i got one of your gloves and i matched it's like so i knew it would fit like this one won't slip off and and she's like do you like it and he just like he just kind of drops the glove and he wraps her into the biggest hug and, and he tells her like, and just holds her and he you know he like very tearily tells her like it's the greatest gift I ever got, Zoe. Thank and, you very much. And we all know he's telling the truth. Yes. It's just pain. It's like, and, and, like, and Kathleen's crying, too. Like, Yeah, because Kathleen heard the story. Yeah. Even though she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's, like, holding her and, oh, man. And then, so then we get him. 
giving Kathleen a paint set, a paint set, which he already bought for her. I know it's so great. So like, there's a moment when she's talking about that, but getting a paint set for Christmas, he gets this little smile on his face. And until this moment, you don't know why uh-huh. it's because he's he already bought he's, one. He's for congratulating her. himself and thinking I did good. <laughs> I go get kissed. <laughs> but then, so, so they get up to go make breakfast now and, as they get up, uh, uh, Del Campo says something, but they're getting up to well, go. No, no, Dave comes in. Oh, right. Dave this, comes in first. Dave, this is where Dave comes in. He has a gift for Del Campo, and it's like a Mont Blanc pen. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, I thought for signing the contract. And oh, look, I just happened to have it right, right here. here. And and so he gets Del Campo to sign the contract. And, and Del Campo goes to hand the pen over to Sam. And Sam is so hesitant, and he says... Well, you know and what he's like, I don't do business. On Kathleen's Christmas Day. face is like, huh, yeah, huh. yeah, and he just says, you know, I don't like, I don't do business on Christmas Day, and and she, you know, she she's like, you know, like I'm gonna go get started on breakfast and starts to leave, and then Del Campo is like, oh, Senor Field, it's like look above you, like isn't this a tradition of some sort? And of course, there's mistletoe there that I believe was magically placed <laughs> or <laughs> divinely, too. however you want to say it. <laughs> yeah, because we we were both like we both just said like at this moment, this is Del Campo looking at his OTP and going now kiss. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they and they kiss, like, and, and it's, it's it's a good kiss. It's one they've been waiting for for a while. Yes. Like it's been only it's, been, a, it's only been two weeks, but it's been an intense two weeks. Yes. And yeah, and Zoe's face, right? As a kiss. Like, oh, Zoe! You have this gets, beautiful moment where it pulls back from the kiss, and you see the two of them looking at each other, this newfound wonder and love. Yes. And Zoe's face is the exact opposite. Her. Yeah, her face is scary. And she she's like about to scream and she just runs out of the room. And yeah, and Kathleen chases after her. So like Zoe and chases down and and Sam's, Sam's said, face falls. Yes. And he's like I've I've said like, I have it. something I have, me, to I, have something I have to do. And he comes back with dick bag. I mean Jerry. Yeah. And dick bag is accurate. Yeah, and he immediately apologizes to Kathleen when he gets in the house with Jerry. Jerry's Jerry's off with the daughter immediately. And she's like, when did he get here? He's like, a few days oh, ago. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, Kathleen, I'm really sorry I didn't tell you. Doug Campo, who, who's this? Well, yeah. Because- first, Dave's like, tell me that is not her dad. Yeah. And we, because like, you know, he comes running in and he's just like, Zoe. And she's just like, daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah. And they go into off into the living room to just snuggle yeah. and be a cute father, father daughter mm-hmm. moment. And he tells Del Campo the truth. Yeah. Like he clean. mans up and says, you know, tells him the whole thing. We don't see him telling the whole thing. It just cuts. Yeah. To, it, it cuts to the end of the explanation. And Del Campo's and like, why are you telling me this now? When you have like, a, you when know, everything you want is within your reach. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. And he's like, I think you do. It's like, you know, when, when I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, when you, when you make decisions, just, think with this and he touches his chest. Yeah. Uh, like think with the, the heart. heart. It's like the heart is always wiser. The heart is always wiser than the head. Mm-hmm. Dave points out we still have a signed contract. All you have to do is sign it, and it's good. And yeah, and and Del Campo, like, despite the fact that you know he's, he's been he's, lied he's to, he's been lied to, and you know they've put on this whole front. He's like, nope, it's true. Like, if you if you still want, like, we'll still go ahead with the deal. He does also point out they weren't always acting to them. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, they like they weren't. But, they weren't but yeah, he's like, acting. we still have a deal. That's true. 
and and he just, and he, he just says, says no. no, and and yeah, and Del Campo says like, well, then there's no reason for me to be here any further, and just turns and, and goes leaves. up to the stairs, to yeah, start packing. Stairs. And Dave's like, come on, we have a contract. He, he takes like, the contract. I was like, like, oh, Senor Del Campo, you didn't meet my family. It's like, shut the fuck up, Dave. But, Dave, but he pulls the contract. He's like, we still have it. We, yeah. we can still do this. And and Same Sam just, just takes it, rips it up, let and it he go, goes, Dave. let it go, Dave, and just walks back, armor wrapped around Kathleen. Yeah, because he has found what's important. He's thought with his heart instead of his head. Mm-hmm. Walk back into the room, and Jerry, and yeah, the heartbreak. Like, yep, Jerry, Jerry admits he's only going to be here today. He's leaving. There's yeah, a chance yeah, to get back on the tour. Yeah, it's like for a chance to get back on the tour, and like they. Oh, like Jerry, like he, like, yeah. Sorry, I'm like flustered because this okay. scene makes me angry. Yep, because it's like you know he said, you know Kathleen says something to you, like, well, how long are you gonna be here? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm leaving tonight. I'm like, tonight you're going away, and and he's like, oh, Zoe, I have to. This is my chance to get back on the tour. And she's like, you're always going away. And she gets off his lap where she's been happily sitting with her new dolly. Yeah, and slams herself onto the couch. Slams herself onto the couch and is just sobbing. And and Jerry kind of gets up, and Kathleen just like shoots him daggers and says, "This time before you leave, you better say goodbye." And and he he goes like he does. It's a shitty goodbye. Tells her she'll always be his special girl. Yeah, you're such a special girl, Jezebel. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Jezebel. Who's Jezebel? Sorry, had to inject some levity <laughs> into this moment. Sorry, that's no. star, That's Team Star Kid for you, kids. Go Twisted. watch Twisted. Twisted's the best. Anyway, so he he tells her she's a special girl, and he's he's kind of crying yeah, too. He's emotional, and he kissed her on top of the head, and says goodbye, and walks out the door, gets mm-hmm. into the limousine that is waiting to take him wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. She chases him so, out the yeah. door, climbs Zoe, a tree. Yeah, Zoe, like she's she's just she's crying for her dad, and and she wants to watch him drive away, and yeah. Like she's chasing after him, and she like she's not gonna catch up to the car. So she, like she's like, I want to see Daddy, and she climbs the tree in the front yard. She's not a very good tree climber because she does not check before she puts her foot on a, a th- branch that it will hold because this is like a pencil branch. It's not yeah. ever gonna hold her, and so it breaks. She's just barely holding on by her hands. Kathleen starts screaming, and this is where you know, like the big climax of the movie. He'll catch her. Yeah, and like, because, yeah, because Zoe, yeah, the the branch breaks. Like she yeah. she's holding on, and 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 Sam Sam was like, you know, just just stay there, Zoe. I'm gonna come and get you. And she's like, no, like it's like my fingers are too cold. I can't hold on. And, and he's like, okay, like Zoe, like you're gonna let go, and I'm gonna catch you. And like she, you know, she's scared. And he's like, like I'm not, like Zoe, I love you. I'm not gonna let anything Most happen to important, you. Important, I love you. In yes. the film is him telling her, yes. telling Zoe he loves her, because that is what that's where the the as much as the romance is important. The if he can't love Zoe, yeah, he can't really love Kathleen. No, and like the okay, and he and he mirrors that moment where he's like, "I'll catch you." That she yes. gave him at the ice rink. Oh, good filmmaking, kid. Right, Come on, primo. So yeah, so like she she does like go she, like he catches her, mm-hmm. and like that moment of like once like she is now like safe on the ground and safe in his arms, he cradles her. Oh yeah, second. it's it's oh it's so good. And he, like, you know, he, like, he's, like, he's there just, like, holding her, and, and she, like, just this kind of, like, childlike wonder in her voice, like, 
didn't drop me. And like he can't say anything. Like he like he pulls her in close uh-huh. and just like gives her this massive hug. And and like and then Kathleen comes and like kind of like drops down next to him and like she's like my baby. But <laughs> and, he, like, and they they exchange a kiss. Yeah, it's like they yeah. like like it ends like with both of them like holding Zoe and holding each other. Yeah. And like and they do share a kiss, but like the focus is on Zoe. Yeah, well it's it's this yeah. kiss of relief. Yeah, exactly. Of of she's safe, you're safe, everybody's safe, and Dumb butt is gone for now. Right. And they walk into back into the house holding Zoe's hands. Yes. And then we see it cuts back, transitions back into the front of her dollhouse. Yeah. And she's putting the little male Christmas figurine in the dollhouse with her mom, with With, with mother and daughter daughter figurine. And she looks out the window, Del Campo tips the hat as he leaves. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. So... I know. It sounds like it's nothing. Like, this yeah. sounds like the weirdest, like, the sweetest fluff fic you've ever seen in your life. Right. But, and in some respects, it is. But the thing about this movie that I love, and that sometimes is missed in other movies of this type mm-hmm. of genre, there's conflict, there's character development and growth. The, there's, the problems make sense. It's like, the problems make sense, and we get satisfactory conflict resolution. Yeah. And, and like, and by satisfactory, I mean, it, like, like I said, like, it's, it's a satisfying resolution, but it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's not a magic hand wave resolution. It's like, they work for it. And you can, and you know that that couple is going to continue to work. Yes. I think they'll stay together. I do too. But even if they don't, I think they'll be together until Zoe goes to college at the very least. And not just because they don't love each other, but because Zoe is the center of their world. Mm-hmm. At that, like right now, I would like to believe that, that it doesn't stay that way, mm-hmm. and and they have the tools necessary. Yes, to do I that, agree. But I love this movie. What oh, would you rate it? Four I'm and going, a half. I'm, <laughs> no four. No, I'm straight going four. four. Straight four. It, it, there's a couple of little things that could be turned down in it or changed slightly, mm-hmm. but for the most part, for a Christmas film that it that was made for TV, this is pretty perfect. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, I'm, I'm going to give it a four, too. Like, or a four as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, it's good. It's good. I, it's, like, you you and I had, we had, like, talked about this movie off and on for many years of our friendship. Yeah. And then, like, I happened to find it on DVD at Walmart for, like, $5. Yep. So, it's out there, kids. Like, you can get it for very cheap. Who knows? As of this recording, it might be available in its entirety on YouTube. It is. I was going to say, as of yes, this recording, it is on YouTube. do it, people. Go. Go to YouTube and watch this movie, because, like, you will not be disappointed. If you, if you like good. Eric McCormick, you're, like, you're golden. Like, yeah, that, that's what it is. Eric McCormick shines in this movie. He like, absolutely Roma Downey does. is great, but Eric McCormick shines in this movie. He really, like, really does. Because, and that's the other thing, in a lot of Hallmark movies, Christmas movies, it really centers on the female and, and what she's going mm-hmm. through. Not that the males don't ever have storylines or anything like that, but typically the female is the main they're, character. They're, this is gonna this sound really awful. The um, basically like in a lot of like the Hallmark type movies, the like the things that center on the female character, they're like the shallow end of a swimming pool. The men's stuff to do, it's like a kid pool. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and like in in this, like it's a it's a it's a much better balance between the two. It's a little reversed because you a know bit. a lot more about him than you do about Kathleen mm-hmm. by the end of it. Yeah. And and he yeah it's there's Eric McCormick shines so like his acting chops show so much in this mm-hmm. 
yeah, so end of the end of the day, see Broad Hearts, see Killjoys, <laughs> and see Travelers. <laughs> so is there anything else you have here? I have nothing else to add, so I think that'll get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. We will catch you next time. Bye! Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Facebook and Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com. <laughs>